the sun's burning fog off the Tennessee The fall navy's making waves and it's orange they bleed Fall nation's tailgating and the rearing to go Yeah, when kneeling gets to rocking, it's a hell of a show everybody welcome to episode 19 of the vols deep podcast week three is in the books and our tennessee volunteers are two and one such a disappointing game that may be the understatement of the century it was uh not a good night on saturday um but we'll we're gonna talk a little more about it today but i will say it's always a great day to be a volunteer still bleeding orange luke still bleeding orange Always. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Vault Cave. We're live on uh, Facebook and YouTube tonight. So share this out for us. Give us some likes if you don't care. Give us some shares. We have a ton of talk about regarding the Tennessee Volunteer Football Team. And for the first time so far with our podcast, it's not going to be very good. Uh, I'm personally just now starting to kind of clear my mind about this game. Are y'all over this loss yet? No. No. Any sane person is going to say no. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to get over this loss until we beat Alabama next month. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, disappointed, definitely. Um, I don't know. This, hey. one's, this one stings bad. Uh, I wish I could control being so, like, emotionally attached to But, hey, look, boy, to this stuff, look at but it's like not this. possible. The sun's going to come up in the morning. That's what we got to look it at. It did. The sun come up. sun come yeah. up. We're still wearing orange. There's still plenty of football left. Yeah, we're going to grade position groups uh, from the loss in Gainesville. It's we're going to be pretty. go over General Neyland's game maxims. Uh, did Tennessee cover all Neyland's maxims? No. This one uh, should be easy. We're going to preview week four matchup versus UTSA uh, in Neyland this Saturday. We'll give you all the information you need regarding that game. We'll have our keys to the game as well. We have week four game predictions coming up. Uh, we have giveaways as well. Spur, who won last week's giveaway? That'd be Leland Griffith from Sparta. Leland Griffith. This is Sparta. We'll get with you. I know I still need to get with, uh, with Dalton, too, and one more. But I promise I'm going to get them out there to you. Um, We'll be doing another giveaway, $25 gift card, baseball, football cards, some decals, so stick around for that giveaway. Speaking of predictions, this might be the highlight of the night right here. Spanky finished last in last oh, night's show's pick'em. Uh, Spanky drew out of the Punishment Cup, the Cup of Misfortune, and he has to do what, Spank? I can't remember exactly. I got to take an ice bath for two minutes. Two minutes. We ain't going not one second over, Corbin. Not one second. Did you bring your Speedos? Look, here. I, I brought something that I know all the women are going to like here because, you know, I am the women's pet, the men's regret, the spank, oh, baby. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> all right, so tonight, Spanky will uh, take himself an ice bath for all you ladies out there who are dying to see him in the Speedo. Yeah. Right. I, I'll go ahead and warn you, ladies. If you're gonna, if you want to see me in a speedo, you're gonna have to just wait on that one because that one ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go full speedo. But look, I will show you peak male performance. <laughs> you gonna give them the OnlyFans? Uh, nah, we ain't gonna do that one. Got to work for that one, ladies. Yeah. 
Uh, Corbin went eight and two last week, bringing his record to twenty nine and thirteen. You damn right. Spur went six and four, bringing his to twenty four eighteen. Spanky went six and four. Uh, he's twenty six and sixteen. I went six and four, bringing myself to twenty five seventeen. So we have another three way tie. There were forty five total points in the tiebreaker game. I picked a total score of fifty four. Spanky picked a total score of fifty eight. Spire, I'm sorry, brother, but you picked the high score of 66. Now, now wait a minute. Now, I picked the final score of 32-24 for Tennessee. That's that's 56. Are you sure about this, Luke? Uh, I'm sure. Even Yeah, I'm sure. 32-24, that's 56. I, 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 go back and look at this? I wrote, I wrote it down. I mean, I'm going to have to pick out this damn go cup again. <laughs> I'm trying here now. You're I, making me you're, second you're, guess. You're legit. I, I made you second guess. No, but don't yeah, second guess yourself, it, brother. You're doing me. fine. It's me. I want some award over here because other than week one with high school football, I've only lost five games picking between college and NFL. We don't give a damn. Get on my level, son. On your label? Level. Oh, okay. Level. Okay. You know, I, I really thought we'd put up some points, so I went with 66 last week. So, yeah, I guess I'll draw out of your cup again. Yes. So, Spur has to dip into the cup of misfortune for now the third time. Remember, everyone, Spur, uh, still has to be a parking lot attendant at Walmart. We was Why didn't gonna, you do that in Gainesville? What happened? Well, the loss know, happened. You know, uh, well, we I not, sat in that swamp for five hours. Is that not enough punishment? You got a good point, buddy. I figured y'all do it that Friday night whenever you get down there. You know, welcome well, the people. Well, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, that probably was good. You probably got arrested and couldn't go to the game. I'd probably been better off. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, so Spur will dip into the cup of misfortune. Um, last week he ate a mayonnaise and banana sandwich and he liked it. So pretty good. Uh, yeah, Nasty. That's different. Uh, we have start bench cut. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, and of course we have the duel. Where I'm uh, still the champion. Spur is the reigning four week champion. Will that change tonight? That's just 28 days. He's a long ways off from 76. How does your days keep going up when you haven't been champion? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sensing some tomfoolery right here. We got a, I got a record book, record label. I have all the statistics for all yeah. the championships. Whatever. He's probably got that Watberg math over there. Your dad's already asking, when is the ice, ice bath? Are you going to wait? Miranda's laughing. Uh, James on YouTube says, fellas, it's looking more like seven and five after watching the Florida. Game. I wouldn't you know go that far. That. You got to be on. optimistic now. Come on. Sky's now. not falling yet, James. Jonathan on YouTube asked, how was the tailgating in Florida? It was great. It might be, it's definitely top three. It was, uh, it was the, awesome. The tailgate was absolutely tremendous. It was great. Yeah. We, we, they had no, they, like multiple people didn't know. They? they said they've never seen a fan base come down there we, and do what we did to them. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll say, we may talk about it a little bit more later, but the fans of Florida was uh, not what I expected. They were very receptive. Uh, uh, it was more friendly than I thought. I, I think going in, Florida's fans thought they were beat, so they wanted to trash talk any. We had a few chips and chirps after it's the few, game, but yeah. nothing, nothing egregious. Yeah, I had a girl after we scored the first touchdown. I was really happy, and uh, I got a pretty good shove in the back off the bleachers. But other than that, it was pretty. It was we, pretty good. We had one college girl that, that stopped us on the street after the game. Oh really? What said, happened? Said y'all been crying? Look at you, Vols fans. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, we have. We deserve it. We've earned it. As much as I was talking going into that place, I deserved way more than than we got. 
Uh, Chase says, hey, Jordan says we had a blast on the street taking over Gainesville at least. That is very true. We definitely Absolutely took it over. Uh, Tina says, hey, Luke, still love my Vols. You know, we, we met a lot of a lot of supporters of this podcast out there on the street. So we did, a lot of people, yeah. The support was awesome. We took a lot of pictures, and uh, word's getting out about the Vols deep. Very, uh, You're very right about that. And we'll be there this Saturday, baby. We will. Nick says people are overreacting, and I find it hilarious. Um, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll see what we look like. Um, Ethan says he needs the ice bath. You need to join Spanky in the ice bath. Hey, now. Hey, come on now. That's for a different type podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Spanky's only fans. Yeah. Uh, Ryan on YouTube says, let's keep the faith. We're going to be fine. And Dalton says, that's totally different from when I went. The fans were awful when I went. Really, they were pretty quiet until they, they got a lead. And um, I don't know, man. They... We we really gave them a lot to to be loud about. They re- really wasn't that loud at first. We just kept giving them reasons to get louder. Uh, I didn't I didn't go because I was at Bristol for NASCAR. But uh, I've been to Georgia three times in Athens. How did it compare to Athens fans? Because we've been there. Oh, it was way better. It was way better than Georgia fans. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's way better than Georgia. At fans. least nobody's on off horse barking at you like a dog. Exactly. We, we had that happen. We had someone bark at us, which was. Quite unusual, but you know, Chase. Chase says it was a long walk back to the cars. It was a long walk back to our hotel because we walked all the way back. We did walk back. Yeah, I got. I got. I need to show you these blisters I got. All right, we'll be right back. We're gonna hit our recap. We got one commercial. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find a checker for the big orange is back. It's a fact. Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud. Send a message to the crowd. And we're back uh, to episode 19 of the Vols Deep Podcast. We're coming to you live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we're about to hit this week's recap. We appreciate the likes, the comments, the shares. Please keep them rolling in for us. We truly appreciate it. Uh, let's be honest, this show is going to be 99.9% Tennessee football, whether it's planned or not. Uh, so before we get to what uh, eating our insides out, let's, let's just do some quick recap info. Um, Let's give one of our favorite VFLs, Josh Dobbs, a huge shout-out for a great game. Uh, his second game as a starting quarterback with the Arizona Cardinals. He did, uh, Well, they lost 35-28, but he did have a great game. He went 21 for 31 and uh, had 228 yards passing, one touchdown passing, and one rushing touchdown. He played a phenomenal game, honestly, for what he's got to work with. Arizona right now is going to be like Bad. That. Bad. They're going to be the uh, number one draft pick in the NFL draft next year. So, but what he's got to work with, he done a phenomenal job. Whether the Giants come back or not, yeah, and played absolutely awesome for the first three quarters, especially. Uh, New York made a tremendous comeback, but uh, it wasn't Arizona didn't lose because of Dobbs. Arizona was in the game because of Dobbs. So, yeah, uh, heads off to him for sure. 
He was making play. He's making plays yeah. down there too. I mean, he's making big plays. He was. He, he he looked like an NFL quarterback, no doubt. And you know, uh, Pat McAfee said on his show this week on Monday, uh, Josh Dobbs impressed was the most impressive guy he saw all weekend. Josh Dobbs. Yeah, 21 to 31, 228 yards, two touchdowns. Just so happy for him. I just wish. I, I hope this this takes him into a. See, know, Titans, a better, a better look position. what you could have had. You could have had him. They did have We got it. Tannehill. They did have uh, Oh, wait. We got Tannehill. Uh, yeah. No, don't, don't be bad. Don't be bad. I love Tannehill. I love Tannehill. Oh, let's let's give another Kiss shout out to last year's stud receiver, Blenikoff winner, Jalen Hyatt, who made two monster plays to help the Giants beat Joshua Dobbs. Uh, Two receptions, 89 yards. The Giants leading receiver. Calling it right now. Jalen Hyatt's going to be your NFL rookie of the year when all, things are all said and done. Yeah, them two passes he caught, and he averaged, what, 44.5 yards a catch for 88 yards. It was uh, – them two passes actually uh, was big keys in the game. He didn't score on them, but uh, they both got him downfield and got him in position to score, and they ended up scoring and get, coming back. There's a reason I wanted him on my fantasy team, but Coach Jones took him away from me. I'm still bitter. Hey, uh, real quick, we ain't got in the sheet, but uh, Daniel Donnell White, I mean, he got moved today in his position with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he's going to go to left tackle. Yeah, so. left tackle. That's that's a good thing about having uh, Donnell White, they can play both sides. So uh, they're definitely uh, happy about drafting him. Tennessee offensive lineman Gerald Mincy was sided, simple possession, marijuana by UT Police Department last Thursday night. You know, it makes me wonder how much this affected his entire team's play over the weekend. Uh, off-field distractions can create havoc in the locker room, and we may never know the level or extent of it, but uh, I'm going to be blunt here, uh, no pun intended. Uh, the, the charges against Mincy are likely legal in several states, a.k.a. Colorado. Uh, you know, Coach Prime, baby. At some point, that's going to be a recruiting selling point for Deion Sanders. Uh that's right, man. Hopple's going to maintain discipline, but, you know, there has to be some level of, of, I guess, punishment for breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking yeah, I mean, I don't really sucks care. Sucks for everyone. About, I don't care about marijuana, but, I mean, rules are rules. I guess you got to do what you got to do. But it sucks. They said he, he was uh, he was supposed to start. Yeah, and like I said, when, when those things happen, that could trickle down into the locker room and everyone gets off to a bad start, and then it snowballs to what happened down there in Gainesville. Plus, I mean, a Thursday night, like, why are you doing this on th- – like, the Thursday night, the last thing that should be on your mind is – He's getting in, ready, man. Uh, I don't know. Should be preparing for Florida. Hurts. Uh, hurts him. Hurts the brand. Hurts the team. Causes drama. I mean, just have to be better all around. Guaranteed, Deedon Sanders using it as a selling point to come to college. Oh, uh, Guaranteed. Yeah, 100%. He probably has it, like – He's probably passed that out as a yeah, coming. I shouldn't say on, that. On the but. visits. Uh, Tennessee defensive lineman Omar Norman Lott has been suspended by the NCAA for the um, fight during the Florida football game. Uh, he'll be suspended for the first half versus UTSA. Florida had three players suspended for their next game versus Charlotte. I mean, I can understand it from the NCAA's perspective, but this happens all the time. Like you can tone on NFL, college, and it's always happening. Yeah, it's not the best thing, not the best look, but at the end of the day, I mean – I can think of way a bunch of other games already this year that this has happened in, and nothing has come about it. 
Man, if they called that a fight, they need to watch the film of Rockwood and Midway a couple weeks ago. Like, this wasn't even a fight, really. Uh, we had it was just good, a little pushing, you know, man. We, we had some good ones, but, I mean, no surprises. I mean, it is what it is. You know, but I, the quarterback's back there dancing around. I mean, what do you expect to happen? <laughs> I, I can see the half-game suspension. The NCAA has to do something. They they can't allow things to get out of control. You know, Florida had three players suspended, so I'm sure they're more pissed about it than we are. Yeah, it was unfortunate how the game ended. Otherwise, I thought it was a fairly clean game as far as players' attitudes and stuff. From what we could tell, there's not too many dirty hits except for that devastating crackback block that we had. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I don't like to criticize officials too much, but that's that never, bad, it's never an excuse, but they were subpar. Oh, not bad. only were they bad, they were bad at our most crucial spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's when they hit. Like, kicking the ball and stuff. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, uh, Rick Barnes, uh, he's been extended another year through 2028. Uh, he'll be like 74, 75 years old. I uh, think I think that just proves that Rick Barnes will be at Tennessee till he retires. I think this is going to be the last contract, extension contract uh, he ever signs in his career. I think at the end of 2027, 2028, he's going to be done. Well, why did it just break our hearts, Corbin? I mean, I'm not. It's just it's just honest truth. I Thanks, mean. man. James Fair says, stay off the weed. Jonathan says, last time we uh, have players miss a game unexpectedly, we laid an egg against USC Junior. Yep, and we're bad on the road, and we're going to talk about that uh, as well. What's up, Jordan? Thanks for watching, man. Um, but Tennessee Falls to Florida, 29-16. Before we get in this, I just want to say that we're not – Personally, running any you know any players into the ground, we've been supportive nonstop um, all off season long. Even with our personal thoughts individually, we've still been completely supportive. So we will always support Tennessee Volunteers in every way, every sport. But we've got to be honest. Um, there's no sugarcoating some of these things. So uh, what we say is nothing like what they're being told by their coaches and uh, you know in the film room and and on the practice field. But uh, we love this team. We love the players. If we didn't, we wouldn't be sitting here right now doing this. So I um, also want to say there's a ton of media outlets and accounts and users, uh, people just begging for clickbait, you know, just promoting drama. And uh, we'll never spread lies or, or half-truths. Um, I don't know, in my opinion, that's pretty cowardly. Uh, it's pretty pathetic. And it if is. you cared about this team and their success, the last thing on your agenda should be helping stir – uh, the pot of bullshit. With that being said, overall Damn. thoughts on the loss to Florida? It was a punch in the gut. It's just straight up a punch in the gut repeatedly. Uh, we barely spoke to each other the rest of the night or even on the trip home, Luke. Yeah. You know, we bleed this Tennessee orange. Uh, Luke, you said something on the way home that, that really resonated with me that, that we didn't really discuss much. You said, how much do we care as, as fans and as members of this podcast? And do we care – as much or more than some of the players. And that question's never really crossed my mind because I always just say it means more to that locker room. But you really made me think about that. The time, the money, the sacrifice, the commitment that many of us diehard fans make to love in Tennessee football. It's significant. And like you, I've been doing this for years. Right. You know, Spanky here, he's relatively new to Tennessee football, but he's, he's committed to it. Corbin, you've been through it for years too, you know, we're, we're, we're going to talk about individual performances a little bit later in this podcast, but my depression has not slowed down at all. 
No. I've had like a couple like little moments, but then I just go right back. And Spur so. made a good point there. Um, it, it hurts for everybody else, but you got to look at the locker room. Like, we're not the ones going out there every single day putting our bodies on the line. It's it's the players doing it. And, um, yeah, it, it was a bad game. Like, honestly, it, it sucked. But there's nobody. There's not nothing nobody. we can say, nothing that the media can't say. Them players are beating themselves up over it. You, you know they are. Any good player is not going to be like, hey, well, I had no cut game. No. They're always going to find little things to get better at. And – I know people can go out there and make clickbait and all that stuff, try to be famous and relevant because your life's not relevant and you can't do nothing else with your life, like make fake accounts of people and all that stuff. You know, not trying to throw jab at anybody. But, um, but yeah, we just got to be positive, okay? We still got so much more football to play. Like, if the season ended today, then, yeah, we'd be pretty more upset. But good thing it's not. Sun's coming up, everybody. Long season. It's marathon. I'm not mad. Like I said earlier, I'm just disappointed, aggravated in a way. But, you know, last week I said it's going to be a close game because Tennessee could be the best team and Florida could be the worst team. They're still going to play us neck and neck, and it could be the other way around, still going to play each other neck and neck. And that's how this works because it's a rivalry game. It's like Auburn plays Alabama. Auburn could be the worst team ever and go out there and beat Alabama and spoil Alabama's plans, you know. Oklahoma plays Texas, same thing happens, you know. Ohio State and Michigan, it's happened how many times? I mean, this is just rivalry games of college football for you. The entire SEC is not great right now. So, I mean, even Georgia don't look good. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? A lot of college football is like – it's more dead. I think this year a lot of college football is a lot dead even in a way. Like, when I say dead even, like – the way I look at the NFL all the time is NFL always close games. You don't know who's going to – Cleveland Browns could play like the Buffalo Bills and lose for no reason, you know. Like that's just how it works. The way it's working out this year with teams being like Georgia, like struggling against South Carolina. You got all these teams struggling this year. Like it's going to be an interesting year in college football. It's going to be an interesting way Look, and we're not out of the SEC. SEC race. We're not. We're not out of anything yet. No, we're not. Like, everyone's acting like our season's over. It's not. We still got so much more to play for. Yeah, it's not It's not the 90s anymore where it's just us or Florida. You know what that, I mean? That's correct, you know. <laughs> you know, and I'll never I'll never question the level of commitment to the, those players because they put their bodies, their minds, their souls, everything on yeah. the line for Tennessee. So, uh, it's gut check time for them, though, and, and they've got to really put it together, and they've got to put it together now. I got to give Billy Napier credit. Uh, got to give Florida credit. They wanted it more. They played a heck of a game. Uh, they had way more heart than we did, honestly. Um, Billy had a great game plan, uh, especially in the first half. Time of possession absolutely killed us. Um, Florida had the ball for 38 minutes. Tennessee had the ball for 22 minutes. We had when we snapped the ball 22 times in the first half. Um, another great uh, year that Florida is a far. Uh, they have a far worse roster than we do, and they come out on top. Um, shouldn't be surprised, but I, I just am. All um, I'm saying is wait for that game next year at Neyland. Oh, it's going to be rocking. It'll be rocking. Just especially like it's going to be rocking Especially if it's Saturday. the last time they're on the schedule for a couple of years. Well, yeah, supposedly. Um, yeah, it's it's devastating. Um, we, I mean, who knows the next time we'll go to the Swamp. Um but, With all the changes going on and stuff. But, uh, but Luke, we're still here, and the next time we are in the swamp, we'll be right back down there doing it again. 
A hundred percent. That's what we. There's no point in uh, not being a fan now. We've dealt with this <laughs> for so, for so long. We committed uh, them. We're chasing it now. We're chasing it, man. Uh, let's go over some offensive stats. Tennessee ran the ball thirty times for one hundred yards. Jalen Wright had sixteen carries for sixty-three yards. That's a three-point-nine yard average. Jabari Small seven carries for thirty-five yards. That's a five-point-zero yard average. Uh, Joe Milton carried the ball five times for six yards. Overall thoughts on the Tennessee run game? In person, it didn't seem that bad. I, I thought that we, in person watching the game, I thought we ran the ball well. But a lot of those happened on first and 15 plays due to pre-snap penalties, and, and then we become kind of predictable on it. We couldn't couldn't go second and 12, and, and just uh, frustrating to say the least. Uh, something I'll talk about later on when we do our grades. Um but it, it does start up front because you, without a solid up front unit, you ain't going to have a good run game, ain't going to have a good pass game. And that's – I'll talk more about that here a little bit. I think Jabari and Jalen both ran great. Uh, but Jalen scrapped and clawed for every yard that he got. Uh, Tennessee offensive line is not good. Um, when you've got three or four in the box, you know, and we've, we've got five or six and you can't run block like, – now, I will say, That's in the second half, they were fighting for yards. Oh, yeah. They I mean, were. They were fighting for every single yard they wanted. For what our running backs were dealt, I, I think they, they played good. Yeah. The effort was there the whole game. It was just uh, mental mistakes cost us so much. Yeah. Uh, I don't – we need to see more Dylan Sampson. Like, I get it. We only ran the ball – or we only had 22 snaps, but we've got to see – more Dylan and I know Sampson. Coach Heupel said somebody was a rotation thing, but I just don't see how you. I'm not saying they forgot about him, but I, I mean, I just, just don't know. even not even just. I mean, I'm I'm going back to Austin P too. He yeah. gets three carries against Austin freaking P. Like, yeah. come on, man. We got to see him this week. We just, we have to. Yeah, we. I mean, maybe this could just be something off the field going on. We don't no, we, we don't all know yeah. about. Uh, apparently not from what I've heard. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll get into more of uh, the Dylan Sampson talk later on. Uh, Joe Milton was 20 for 34, 287 yards, um, two beautiful touchdown passes, an ugly interception. Uh, he had a 52.6 QB rating. Thoughts on Joe Milton's week two performance? You know, the stats, the stats show that it looked like a good game, but sometimes stats are not everything. Like – and I know everyone is wanting to cut Joe's head. I get it. He's the quarterback. He's the first guy you go after. But, guys, look, I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. If he ain't got time to throw, if he ain't got time to do this stuff he does, and then when he does throw it and balls ain't catched, how much can you really blame on him? How much? You know, the deep balls Joe threw were beautiful. I mean, they were perfect. Uh, Two more should have resulted in either touchdowns or, or pass interference calls. I, I can't see how flags were not thrown on two of those deep passes in yeah. the end zone. I mean, Especially it was like, yeah. clear as day. I mean, I, I just don't get it. Uh, but they weren't thrown on either one. Uh, and why are we not going across the middle more or throwing it deep more? I, I think it would open up some more to – the screen pass only does so good, especially on first and 15 when every defense knows what's coming now. Yeah, yeah. I've said on here a couple times he needs to develop that connection with the wide receivers. And uh, I hope like this week in practice 
him, the wide receivers, offensive line, everybody is like work together, develop a connection, like grow together. Like you're gonna have to like become like best friends in this situation, like be each other's buddy. Like let's come on, let's go. It wasn't bad, wasn't great. Um, he definitely didn't lose the game for us or anything like that. No. Um, some some really pretty throws, um, some not so good throws. We'll talk more Milton later on, but um, he isn't the reason for losing. I don't think replacing him is the answer to winning. Um, we can't protect, you know, we can't protect right now. I mean, if we put Nico, he's going to get killed. Oh, yeah. Um, and for anyone out there that thinks one person costs just the ball game, you obviously do not know the game of football. There's a reason there's 11 guys on the field at the same time. Not one person can single-handedly cost anybody a ball game. I don't care what you say. Ain't no official can cost you a ball game. It's a four-quarter game. However many snaps, what is it, maybe 150 snaps a game? You can't tell me you can't do something different on a, on a snap beforehand. Kind of the same situation with the Tennessee Titans at the moment, too, behind Tannehill, if you think about it. Like, remember last year, Tannehill snapped the ball and gets sacked for the ball. Yeah. Stands. And now it's happening again this year. you got to have an offensive line. You, you know, I'm really frustrated for Joe. I believe he's got a ton of talent. I, I'm not sure if he's meant for this type of system. You know, he looked awesome against Clemson last year. And so, so what has changed between then and now? I have a theory. I'll, I'll talk about it here in a minute. Um, let's hit our receivers uh, now. Brew McCoy caught five passes for 94 yards and a touchdown. Um Squirrel White, three catches for 68 yards. Dante Thornton Jr., three catches for 53 yards. Ramel Keaton, three catches for 39 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Wright caught four passes for 21 yards. Uh, McCallan Castles, Jabari Small both had receptions. Thoughts on Tennessee receiving? Brew was ready to take that game over, and we could tell. Uh, I think Luke and I, me, me and you may have talked about that right there in the stands that, that Brew wanted to take over. Uh, there was no significant drops. It wasn't a result of a Florida holding or pass interference that wasn't called. So, overall, I thought our receivers had a pretty decent game. I thought they did, too. There were some balls that were dropped that they should have caught, but that seems to be the trend now. But other than that, I thought I thought they played fine. Y'all, they played fine. I love Brew McCoy, man. He's got more heart. Yeah. and he, He's, as far as just being a leader and focused, and I mean, he wants it more than everybody else as far as what he shows. On the sidelines, um, good bounce back from Ramel Keaton. I thought uh, good to see Dante Thornton finally start. You know, doing something. Um, yeah, I, I think they're fine. Um, Tennessee on defense, rough first half, man, real rough first half. Tennessee gave up 349 yards. 183 of those were rushing. Um, Aaron Beasley led the team with eight tackles, one tackle for loss. Kamal Haddon, Elijah Herring, both had seven tackles apiece. Bryson Eason played really good with four tackles and a sack. Uh, one and a half tackles for loss. Jalen McCullough, Gabe Judy Lally, each had four tackles and a tackle for loss. James Pierce Jr., another great game. Three tackles, two of them behind the line. Honestly, it surprised me because first two games, defense is our strong suit. Like, very confident defense, first two games. And, uh, Unacceptable, I guess, is the way, way to put it. Yeah, they, they kind of capitalized off what Austin P done to us. You know, they, they'd kind of done the same the same motion type, type stuff. Defense has got to get off the field. Like you said, time uh, possession, you got to get off the that's, field. That's it. We're, we're missing Peely for sure. Uh, we couldn't stop anything in the first half, and it snowballed from being on the field the entire half. 
because our offense couldn't move the ball. You know, second half we played much better on both sides of the ball, but we must tackle, not just hit with our shoulders. We we had to wrap up and tackle. Yeah, that yeah the um, Kamal Haddon man that was he he did make some good plays he later, did. On, later he did. on but that that specific play was rough and it it was shown repeatedly on national TV and on social media so oh yeah I'm sure I'm sure he's felt it this week all week oh he's probably seen it all week on the film too yeah, yeah we guaranteed have to, have to be way better on third down defense um kind of similar to last year you know uh, just would would do really good having third and long whatever and then here we go again. Um, we looked pretty good the second half. Only gave up three points. Um, we have to want to hit somebody. We have to want to tackle. We've got to get better. I know um, they don't hit and wrap up in practice and stuff, but and we're soft. We're soft in a lot of areas. Um, special teams look good again to me. Hundred uh, percent uh, for PATs. Hundred percent field goals. Uh, Charles Campbell's doing a great job kicking the football, in my opinion. Jackson Ross done a good job hunting. Thoughts on special teams overall? Whenever everything else is not looking so good, and it's it's odd because, you know, week one was not a good week for special teams. They got it picked back up. Nothing bad to say at all. Pretty much perfect. Just keep the consistency consistency there, and uh, it'll be a big part later in the season. It'll come, we'll have a few games come down, like maybe a field goal or something. I mean, that's just football for you, but we'll see what they got. And I'm very confident in them right now. Yeah, we're going to need that field goal kicker for, you know, November well, the just, 18th. Not just field goal kicker. I mean, punting situations like. I was kind of looking for that fake we've been talking about, but we never did get it. Well, you know, I, I watched because I was expecting to get two, but uh-huh. but Florida brought pressure on the, the punter, unlike Austin P and unlike Virginia. <laughs> they they brought pressure, so there was no room for a fake. So maybe they were expecting it. Florida, they was all over it, man. They, they, yeah, did, they, they, they You know what down. I'd like to see a couple weeks ago? Uh, Sean Payton, he opened up the game. With an onside kick. You know, I'd like to see that, you know, just against a big rival game. Stopping up with an onside kick, why not screw it? Yeah, like UConn or something. Could you imagine, like. Big game. Yeah, yeah. Could uh, you imagine opening up with week? an onside kick and getting it, the, the momentum in that oh, damn it's massive. place? It's massive. It's a, it's a big gamble. You know, uh, it's kind of off topic or off, off schedule for the podcast, but the atmosphere of this week's game, we, we've got to start strong. We have to. We have to, especially to build up to South Carolina. The mm-hmm. following, it was, it's got to be, yeah, 100%. If, if we don't play good, then I don't know what, I mean, mm-hmm. it'll sell out. I mean, the people will be there, but. Spank will be there. I don't know. All right, so now let's go over, uh, we'll get y'all's comments in just a second. Uh, let's go over General Nealon's game maxims. We'll go over each one. Agree or disagree if that maxim has been reached. Maxim one, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. Yep, that's exactly yep. what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yep, Florida won. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's for sure. Number two, play four, make the breaks. When one comes your way, score. We didn't. Early on, we, you know, <laughs> with the Omari Thomas blocked the two, you know, extra points, stuff like that. But um, yeah. Or the field goal an extra point. but After the first six minutes, the breaks didn't go our way. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, if at first the gamer breaks go against you, don't let up. Put on more steam. Uh, we didn't put on more steam. Second like half we did, but um, I don't think effort was the issue. We played hard the whole game. Is this little mental stuff? Uh, protect our kickers, our quarterback, our lead, and our ball game. They protected the kickers. You know, we had the opportunity to blow Florida out of the swamp. Yeah, their fans were ready to leave four minutes into that game. They were done. 
they were beat. Right then, they were beat. Yeah, they we allowed them to come back it, into the game. It, it wasn't that loud, and we we gave no. them reasons to be loud. Yeah, and and that sucks, man. If, if we stop Florida on their second drive and go back down and score, we beat them by thirty five points. I mean, they, I, they were ready to give up. I'm telling you, when I sensed it. When I made that live, I mean, even on the title, I literally put Florida ain't you know with the, with the yep. poop emoji. I mean, it wasn't. I was like, well, this is. I mean, I was disappointed. Like, yeah, how? And then we just kept giving them reasons to get loud. And then. We brought it on ourselves. We, I mean, we scored the first touchdown. Luke, you yourself told a lady sitting a couple rows below us, hey, y'all might as well go home now. It's over. Yeah. And she turned out Luke said, and almost agreed with you. Yeah. They, they were they were beat. It's the like Cowboys I said beat. last week. If Joe, they hits that pass, if Joe hits that pass on that second drive, yeah. down the, it, that probably yeah. would have done it. They, they would have been ready to go. But he just does overthrow um Press the kicking. Oh, my past one. Ball, Oski, cover, block, cut, slice, pursue, gang, tackle. For this is the winning edge. Uh, we got to learn to gang tackle. I'd say about half, for half the game we did this. Um, press the kicking game. Here's where the breaks are made. I think we done, we done great with the kicking Dig. game. Yeah. Yep. Two, two block kicks. Uh, carry the fight to our opponent and keep it there for 60 minutes. <laughs> uh, we kept it there till six minutes in the first quarter. Then a little bit after halftime, we, yeah. Well, you, you know, we fought for sure, but that was at about the 59-56 mark of the game. Uh, just glad that didn't turn worse. And, and you know, to the referees at that point in the game, why in the world do you bring those teams back out there for a kneel down? Just in the game at that point. I was uh, asking for it. That, that was an embarrassment on the officials' part, I thought. You're, you're asking for more trouble. And, and to Joe's credit, Showing to be a leader, he come back out with a helmet on and took a knee to, to end the game. I, just embarrassing all the way around. Hit some comments here. Ike from Facebook says, thanks for the picture with my boy. What's up, Ike? Uh, you're welcome, man. Tim says Tennessee's going to be 9-3. and three. Uh, He has to take some nerve medicine. I feel that. I, I need to go get prescribed some medicine. Jonathan from YouTube says, 11 missed tackles, too many bad angles. We gave up too many yards after contact. 100% agree, man. I, I mean, rough. Rough. <laughs> rough tackling. Um, That's a lot of missed tackles. Jordan says he looks at it as we're 2-1. and one. Uh, Bama's 2-1 and one, and Florida's 2-1. and one. We still play around the SEC. Anything can happen. Yep. Absolutely That's agree. correct. Season's not over, guys. It's a, and it's a very wide open SEC still, the way Georgia's playing. I mean. Hey Tony, thanks for thanks for checking in, man. Uh, Brian says he's a Florida fan listening to us. Florida's roster will have more experience next season compared to Tennessee's. You're definitely right, right there. Um, I'm not sure about who has COVID years, but yeah, we're our roster is weird. We're like either super veteran or we're super young. There's like the, the middle's not yeah. not great. Um, yeah, Ike says we have more total yards than Florida. Yeah, we we done done a lot of things better than Florida. We we was good between like twenty and twenty. We just never could just put it in. Could get in the end zone, especially near the end of the ball game. Uh, Jordan says that Joe killed it against Clemson with pretty much the same players. Uh, just got to get it back in the swing. Our offense with little screen passes and run up the middle is just a way, or it's just way too predictable right now. I agree, hundred. I think at yeah. one time I can't. I I started counting and I actually forgot because I've rewatched it twice now. 
how many times that we ran it in a row at one point. Um, mm-hmm. It was a lot. Matthew says, uh, where is our offensive line? We are arm tackling. And Chase says we simply just got outplayed. Can't, can't argue with that, any. <coughs> Trevor Shadden here says, I believe Spanky is a curse. Um, you know, I I do have a history of losing in my life. Thank God. Hey, let me, tell, let me tell a funny story real fast Go to ahead. you, Trevor. Uh, ben Jackson, coach at Cofield, told me this on Spanky last year. After Cofield beat Wartburg last year, yeah. uh, Ben Ben looked back and Spanky was crying. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far now. Uh, Spanky, you done admitted to this. <laughs> I wouldn't go Don't that interrupt far. my story, Spanky. Spanky was crying. <laughs> and Ben said, what the hell are you crying for? We just won. And he said, this is the first time I've ever won on this field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, look, he ain't wrong, man. He ain't wrong. But, no, I've gotten text all week. You're a curse to Tennessee losing this week. I hate to break it to y'all, but. Tennessee lost to Florida a lot, and I don't. This ain't the first time in this many years, people. You got to remember. Yeah, the swamp. I think Steve Spurrier has sold his soul to the devil. Yep. Uh, I'm going to stand by that. Robin Shelton wants to know uh, how that crow tastes. It's it's pretty it, bad. It sucks, man. Robin. It's pretty. Put bad. it in the air yeah. fryer for 15 go, minutes. Go tastes ahead. pretty good, buddy. Talk to trap now, Robin. Go ahead. You know, uh, we'll, Jordan we'll asked it. what happened on the fourth. Fourth and one when the ref kicked the ball and allowed them to see. See, I still think that was a bunch of horse crap right there. And Heifel had every reason to be Heifel, upset. Yeah, you know you know it's bad whenever Kirk Herbstreit is on Tennessee's side about and officiating. Watching that happen live, I, I seriously believe Joe Milton thought there was a timeout called. Because Joe Milton walks four steps toward the sidelines. I don't know if you can see it on TV. Yeah. But he's walking to the sidelines like Florida's called a timeout. And then the ref said, no, you got to play, you got to play. And he's like, what? Then why yeah. are we stopping it? That's yeah. what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, just just inexcusable on the officials' part. It, it is. That's what you call ACC left right there. They were supposed to be the best crew, I reckon. And, like and you know, Florida had the ball. I believe it was a a fourth down play inside the fifteen, and they huddled. They broke the huddle with twelve players, and then called a timeout before they snapped it. You break the huddle with twelve players, it's a penalty. Uh, I was just just uh, it was. Bad all the way around. I don't even know what that was seen on TV. It was rough. Uh, penalty if you do it. Maybe it's defense. You can have 12 out there and take one off the field. Is it If you break the hurdle with 12 players, is it a penalty? Yeah. I, is it? Okay. Because I, I, I know on offense or defense? I know, well, I know on defense, if you got 12 out there, you can get him out of the game yeah. before they snap the, snap yeah. the ball. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you break with 12 on offense, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, and you can see Hoppel going into questioning the officials on it. Uh, I don't know, man. It was, yeah, it was rough, and like, like you mentioned earlier, you don't like blaming the officials being hard on them, but I, I it was bad, and it was bad in all of our important situations. That's just it. You know, plays are missed in every game, but the the calls that were missed against Tennessee seemed to happen at at the times where it was most important and most critical. To uh, I just I just don't get it, Luke. I don't, and I don't criticize officials. I'm I'm just frustrated beyond words as to. How that? Spur, you should have went down there. You should jumped on the field like that fan did and took the referee's oh, yeah. hat. Oh, actually, you should have took his hat. Some, somebody and his ta- shirt somebody and tagged his him play. earlier in here to, to come in. So. Oh, Dylan, I saw that and I was like, I thought it was I know Corbin him. for a minute. I ain't going to lie to y'all on television. I thought it was Corbin. I, well, I was, at, I was at NASCAR. I know you at was. Bristol. I was like, man, he's ran all the way down from Bristol. I was at NASCAR at Bristol and Hunter is in the uh, NASCAR fantasy group with Dylan. And, uh, Hunter said, you'll never guess who just went across the field at the Florida game. And I was like, who? I was like, was it Luke? 
No. <laughs> he said, it's Dylan. I was like, huh? I, I think it's funny that they, they uh, suspended him for like three years of the swamp. Like, we're not going to be back. In yeah, three years, so what's that do? But, hey, we, we should let him run through the tee on Saturday, man. Oh, my goodness. But that, that's our recap. We'll be right back with our uh, first main talking point of the day. We're going to grade uh, position groups. Hmm. We've got a lot a lot coming your way. We've got an ice bath that Spanky is going to have to get into. Gosh, uh, and we've got, we've got our predictions. We've got giveaways. We've got the dual start bench cut. We've got a lot coming your way. So, stick with us big orange concrete pumping they can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind they have one of the biggest line pumps in the state they take a lot of pride in their work and they're waiting on your phone call today their number is 865-371-3367 whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete make sure you roll with the big orange that's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. All right, and we're back. We've got our first main talking point of the day presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Taylor Jones of Big Orange Concrete Pumping has been doing this type of work for a very long time. He has one of the biggest lime pumps in the state, so make sure to reach out to Big Orange Concrete Pumping for any of your concrete needs. Put the cigarette out, Corbin. All right, y'all, let's get balls deep. I don't think that's what was in his hand. Position no. group. Um, about Same size. Let's, let's rate their performance during during the Florida game. Um, let's start with quarterbacks. Go on, Spur. I want to let you All go right. first. Quarterbacks. First half. I'll grade them by, by halves, at least some of these. A C minus. The first drive was a Joe Milton that we all wanted to see. It was beautiful. It was perfect. I don't know why that didn't continue. The the interception he threw, that was a horrible decision. But it was the first interception of his career here at Tennessee. He just couldn't have come at a worse time. I think he was trying to make something happen that just wasn't there. It may have come out of frustration, but uh, that's not a throw that he can make. The second half, I gave him a B. I thought he played pretty well the second half. His deep balls were spot on. And we finally opened up the playbook. His passes were crisp and on the money. Uh, why don't we play like we're behind by 16 the entire game? I mean, uh, open yeah, that playbook no, up. No urgency. I'm, I'm going to go with Spur here. I'm going to go right down the middle. I'm going to give him a B minus. There were some times out there he did look a little lost. But luckily, second half, he regained, regained himself a little bit. I still don't understand calling the timeout. I get that it's a loud environment. But it's like what I told you guys for the show. You knew going down there, and you knew right there at halftime, this is going to come down to the wire. we got to save our timeouts here. We can't use them uh, right out the gate. And we did, and then, yeah, I just – I'm going to go with a B-. minus. I'm going to go with a uh, – just a C. I mean, bad interception, some bad plays made. But he still went – 20 for 34, which is not the best ever. 287 yards, still good numbers, I mean. Two beautiful touchdowns. I'm going to go with C. Um, he needs, he does need more time, but at the same time, he can't expect everything to be perfect. When everything is perfect, he's really good, but he, he's got to have a plan B sometimes. You know, sometimes you have to be a playmaker. You're not going to have a perfect and, pocket. And plan B can't be to swing past the outside every time. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, running backs. We gave a running backs a C. Uh, no running back had any real large carries, and maybe that was the O line. 
but we are better than what we showed, and we've got to be better. I'm going to go with the B, running backs. They they were fighting for the yards in the second half. They were fighting for every single yard, and for that, I'm going to give them a B. Um, like what I'll talk about here in a second, it, it's hard to run the ball whenever you got a defender in your face. Yeah, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him. A C, uh, I guess a C. Just out like, but what like you said, it's hard to run with defending your face. The way the offensive line was working, everything. But we being three deep and the way we could have uh, were post to execute things. Like what do we have total yards and running backs? Hundred and fifty. A hundred. A hundred. A hundred yards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to. Well, just off that, I'll have to bump them to maybe a, probably a D-plus. Like, I expect way more out of this running game. Like, we have some all-star running backs here. I'm going A, but I'm just, like, I'm just judging running backs, not blocking and stuff like right. that. You know what I mean? They, they effort-wise, they gave – I mean, they was literally scrawling, and, you know, for every yard they could get doing what all they could do, they need blocking. Uh, I still believe that we either are or want to – you know, are one of the best running back groups in the country. Uh, I think their effort and everything, but efforts there. When, no when doubt. they're getting hit, as soon as I mean, they're getting hit in the face as soon as they grab the ball. So I, I, I'm going a for running backs just for effort. Uh, what about wide receivers? I give a wide receivers a B. I thought our routes were run well, and from what we saw, there was not many drops. We created some opportunities. We had some yards after catches. Uh, you know, a uh, a couple of those. Long throws, if the penalties are called, the game's different. I'm sorry. I shouldn't keep harping on that. Um, this is going to be hard for me, but I'm going to go with a uh, B-minus for receivers. Still some drop balls that need to be caught. Like Spurs said, I thought the routes was ran well, even though I don't know their playbook and what type of routes they run. But it, they looked like they were ran well. Um, but, yeah, and receivers, they, st- they got to block too. Everybody's got to block. And I think that needs to be the point of emphasis. I think they need to get the, the sled out this week, old blocking sled, push that thing. Give them B for me, too. Uh, some bad missed catches, but we executed pretty well. I've got B. Played fine, great group. Um, they are improving, I think, each week. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the B. I, I think we played better with wide receivers this past week than we did against uh, Austin P. Oh, 100%. I think Brew McCoy's going to step up as a leader very, very quickly. I do too. He, you can tell he's, yeah, yep. you can tell he, he's short to the point, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wider or sorry, tight ends. Tight ends. I'm going to be minus. I thought they had the best run blocking out of everybody, and I know that ain't saying much, but I thought they they blocked pretty well for tight ends. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, B minus. No, nothing really stood out good or bad. They, I don't know if any of our tight ends had any catches. I think one maybe. But uh, the blocking was probably pretty good overall. Yeah, give them B. Yeah, I've got a B as well. Uh, done their jobs. I want to see the tight ends involved more, though. Um, I'm not one Over of them. The middle. I'm not one of them people that's just like save it, save it, save it till you need it. I'm more of. I mean, hate to bring it up, but I'm more the the Georgia approach where you just you if you got a good tight end, use him. Save it, save it, save it. Hell, we need it now, yeah, Luke. We need it, yeah. And I hate that. I mean. I know it's Don't a video save game, money when you broke. Even on like Matt, I, I mean, I love using the tight end and I, with with tight ends like we've got McAllen Castles, Jacob Warren. You've got to use them more, um, especially whenever they're bringing you know pressure and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. 
to me it to me it's a lot more simple than than what we're making it. Like what someone said, scared money don't make money, so we got to use them. Offensive line. I'm I'm gonna give them an F. It's the first F we've given out all year, and like I've kind of been preaching beforehand. An old line coach once told me, um, "Oh, y'all have smoked a cigar here. You smoked one last year. What do y'all need in order to smoke a cigar?" Fire. You need fire. You need a fire up front in front of that cigar where no smoke's coming out of the back. If <laughs> there's no fire up front, ain't no smoke coming out of that backfield. Ain't no smoke coming on your deep balls. You got to give time. And that's the thing, like, we're not a young team. We're a pretty old team, if you think about it. Yeah, we lost some key pieces, but we had a lot coming back. And... <sighs> Losing what we did on the offensive line, especially Cooper not being there. Joe Joe Milton, if he had the same amount of time that Hendon Hooker did last year, that we could be talking about a whole different ball team right here. And up front, that's where it starts. And I think they're going to regroup from this. They're going to watch the film. They're going to pick up who they got to pick up. And, just, and sometimes, look, you just got to drop your nuts and block somebody. I hope you're right because after that Austin P game, then this one, I don't know how fixable it is. I put them at like a D minus. The off, I mean, the false starts is kind of ridiculous. That that hurt us a lot. Yeah, I also said D minus. Just just what Corbin just said. I have wrote down how many false starts do we have on first downs mm-hmm. that kill drives. We can't start first and fifteen and then get two or three yards on first down and expect us to go anywhere. It killed us. You know, how many times was Joe Milton hit or under pressure? Uh, it was our worst offensive line performance under the Josh Apple. Oh, 100%. And I'll, and I'll give them this. They do more than I could ever do. I'm telling you. Oh, I, I absolutely. Could, I, I couldn't do That's what a, they do, my Lord. I ain't saying much, Maggie. It can ain't. You, can you give them a G? I wouldn't give them a G. No. Can't give them, all right, Can't well, give them a G. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go F. You then. go F, yeah. Because uh, uh, G is, means good. G is good, yeah. F means. Um, F means bleep. Yeah, you can't say that's full of word, brother. Oh, Pass blocking was better than run blocking, but it's very disappointing offensive line. My first key to the game last week was we've got to win the line of scrimmage, and we were just really, really bad. Um, what about defensive line? Defensive line, they really didn't have the best day either. They're, we got to get pressure. We got to get pressure on the on their offense. We got to get off the field and. Oh, I God, thought we, this was our worst defensive line game. So I broke far. it down to two halves again, but I ended up giving both halves a C minus. In the first half, just from being on the field too much, couldn't stop the simple run play that Etienne was doing over and over and over. He, uh-huh. he gapped us. They gapped us on the run, especially in the first half. In the second half, I gave us a C minus. I thought we played better all the way around. Florida was limited to three points in the second half. However, there was one play that stood out to me, and I know it stood out to you, Luke, and – it ate me alive when it happened. The whole Florida game. has the ball fourth and two and about the 40-yard line. Oh, my God. And everybody and it, in the stadium is screaming, don't jump off sides. And they know. We're they, not, they're not going to snap the ball. We all know they're not going to snap the ball. There wasn't even do we a play do? called. We jump, jump off sides and give Florida a first down in a very critical moment. That, that killed me. I was so pissed. They showed it on the TV. Billy Napier even knew it. There's, there wasn't even a play called. Um, you just no. try to do this just to see if something happens. Billy loved it. He's hard this as a This is something that we scream at our little league teams and middle school teams. 
Watch the ball. You're right in front of it. Oh, Lord. Sorry. I got a C minus. I got a, well, same thing Spanky said. We got to pressure. We got to put pressure on them and got to get, get the quarterback, stop the runs, everything. Yeah, I've got to see. I love our defensive front. Uh, we were held a lot. We I'm going gi- to give them that. We were held a lot. Um, a lot of them were clear as day. But, um, I mean, a lot, a lot of bright spots there. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the C. I think they were, they were average. Um, what about defensive backs? I also gave defensive backs a C-. Mm-hmm. We, we just couldn't get off the field on third downs, especially in the first half. Haddon was picked on. And just that awful shoulder tackle that he threw against Etienne, allowing him to go 55 yards for a touchdown. They went after him like five times oh, the first goodness. drive. Yeah, they did. And, and I don't blame them. I would have two. Man. Frustration. I'm giving them a C as well. Uh, just everything Spur just said, it just, uh, it's just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah, Spur said it. Give him a C. I got him at a D. Um, there were highlights. I think Gabe Judy. They needed to play some D. Gabe Judy Lally's really good. I don't know why he's not on the field more. To be honest, um, we got to learn to tackle. We have to want to hit somebody. Um, I don't know if it's just coaching or what, but we need some serious leadership um, in defense from the defensive backfield. Um, linebackers. I gave us a B. At this point, I'm just over being critical, so I gave us a B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I give it a C plus here. You, 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 yeah. save it, you can save it for special teams. You yeah, C plus. C. I'm, I'm at like a B minus. Um, good play a lot of times. Uh, man, losing Keenan Peely killed us. Bad. Um, we're very close. We're out of position, like I've said uh, the last two weeks. Uh, not a horrible, not a horrible job, but um, and they're taking advantage of, of Keenan Peely being out. They're coming at our at our youngsters. Um, yeah, I, I, we're very close, though. I feel like. Um, all right, special teams. A plus a plus plus plus. We blocked a field goal to start the game. We blocked their extra point on Florida's first score. We made all of our field goals and all of our kicks. All of our kickoffs went through the end zone, and all of our punts pinned them back. What more can you say, Spank? Can't more do can say, nothing Corbin? else. I mean, A+. Plus, uh, hopefully it stays all season like that. We're going to need them in uh, big-time games and big situations. I'd love to see that field goal kicker march out in that field on November the 18th on a – Dark and cool night in Neyland Stadium as he kicks it through the uprights and we beat the University of the Georgia Bulldogs and we storm that field once again. All right, Spank, I like it. <laughs> I'm hitting the well, comment we, box I here. I hope we don't storm the field again because that means we forfeit and fine like $500,000. <laughs> well, did Missouri get that fine and all that? We need to call it a blood. For what? Huh, yeah. Missouri stormed the field this week. They did. Did they? They did. I don't and watch the state, much. They sure I don't did. watch much, much majority football. Uh, Jonathan says the ref should have taken a timeout on that play. They hosed us on the fourth down, fourth and one. Hold up. You so. should have just never done it to begin with. A timeout. There was an automatic play call. They saw something quick that they wanted to pounce on. Hold up though. So Missouri stormed the field. Yes. Yes. Didn't Greg Sankey say uh, if you storm the field, you were going to be have to forfeit the game and 
have to the next time they come home, you can't play them at home. It was a non-conference game. What the? Why should that matter? I'm not. We I don't know the details on <laughs> on all that yet. Uh, my, I just I mean, don't know how the many, kid the kid made a 62 yard field goal to win the game, and they almost screwed themselves because how do you get a delay a game on a PAT? Or a field goal. If it was Tennessee and we was playing uh, like UTSA and we kicked a field goal to win the game and everybody rushed the field this week, I guarantee you right now they'd come down on us. I'd hope. Missouri we. beat Kansas State. It was their biggest win in program history. Uh, sorry. Who keeps staying consistent with what you say? I would hope we Matthew would says, can we perform an exorcism and sacrifice at the 50-yard line at Ben Hill Griffin to break the curse? I was 12 the last time we won at that place. Spurrier has a curse on us. We had some plans in place had we won that game. Let's just say that uh, we was, it was yeah. not going to be pretty. We, yeah, uh, Jonathan says his only explanation for the play calling is we have no faith in the offensive line, and we're trying to exhaust the defensive line by making them run sideline to sideline. Just so many passes to the sideline. Um, Jonathan says uh, the point where we jump off sides on fourth uh, – that was my breaking point. I had to take a quiet walk around the Eland Stadium and get another drink from the party deck bar. Uh, Jamie says the missed calls were unmissable. Yeah, they were. They were just – I mean, they, Brutal. They, couldn't, they couldn't have been any more, you know, obvious. When we could see the jersey being tugged from, the, from our seats in the stands, I, I don't blame referees for anything, but gosh dang uh, Jordan says he feels that the coach doesn't trust uh, Joe. Why, uh, why is he not letting him unleash that arm yet? We'll that's kind of that. that's kind of one of our questions that we've that we've wrote down. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely talk about that shortly. Uh, Travis Daniel says you can't run the football with no blocks. Hundred percent. Let's see. Logan Adcock says great is for you for unsatisfactory for the whole game minus special teams. Yep. Let's give out some game balls, as hard as this is to do. Uh, who gets your all's offensive game ball? I gave it to Brew McCoy. <laughs> Brew was ready to take that game over for sure, and he showed more fire than anybody else that I, that I remembered seeing. So, Brew McCoy gets my only game ball of the game. I'm not giving one to the defense. I ain't even going to give one to anybody. I just can't do it. Look, what, when this is how I look at it. Do coaches give out game balls when the team loses? I ain't giving out a game, no damn game ball. We didn't win. Didn't win the game. Spanky's so hard right now. Yeah. He's all mags with his ice bath he's about to take. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Brew, too. Um, not, not, he put, did play a good game, but just his leadership. Brew wants this, and, and I truly appreciate him. Um, defense, I'm going to go Gabe Judy Lolly. Uh, four tackles, one tackle for loss. I think he stepped up in the second If you're going to choose a defender, that's the one. Um, all right. Thank you all for listening to our first main talking point of the day. Going to have to take a real short commercial break here. We have a lot more coming your way, including a giveaway. Share this out for us, please. Comment and like. If we missed your comment, comment it again, and, and we'll get to you. Uh, next, we'll have Start Bench Cut. Since July of 2021, our student-athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of all nations. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, 
you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange. All right, and we're back. Uh, welcome back to episode 19. We're live from the Vols Deep Man Cave. Uh, we hope you're having a great Wednesday night. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Um, slap that like, bu like button for us. Share this out. We'd truly appreciate it. Next, we have start, bench, cut, and then we'll get to the rest of your all's comments. Uh, I'll give a question. We have to rank our answers from first to last, start being one, cut being three. Y'all ready? Let's do it. What is your record prediction now after Tennessee's loss to Florida? Ten and two, nine and three, eight and four. I'm going to go with ten and start, ten and two. That one's more reasonable. I, I still, even though there's a bunch out on the Alabama game right now, because they got a lot of crap going on. It's either going to be Alabama or Georgia. One of the two. Um, nine and three. I don't see us losing both of them. I'd hate for us to do that. And then eight and four, just no. We ain't. I don't think we're getting that low. I'm starting nine and three. I'm benching ten and two, and I'm cutting eight and four. I got the same order Spo does uh, with the reason, like, nine and three being, like, Bama and Georgia. I think that may be – well, I got out. I don't know. Alabama, the way they're playing right now, we'll see. We're going to see a lot about you Alabama. You got the Aggies, don't you? I got another Florida. The way Alabama's playing uh, this weekend, we're going to see a lot how Alabama can play. But Georgia. eight and four is unacceptable. Eight and four is unacceptable. Okay. Ten and two. But I will say this. They may be a BS win put in there somewhere like – like last year, and that happens all the time. And I uh, hate to say it, but Missouri may be a tougher test than Texas A&M and South Carolina, to be honest with you. I'm going to start 9-3. and three. I'm going to bench 8-4, and four, and I'm going to cut 10-2. and two. Our offensive Fair line enough. issues are, are rough. Fair enough. I don't know. It's warranted. If our offensive line don't get picked, then 8-4 and four would be a, a good season. I'm telling you, if damn UConn brings out old Gene on the sidelines for him, I swear to God. I ain't bringing Gene over nowhere near Tennessee fans. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> if they need some luck, I'd bring him. What is your biggest concern with the Tennessee football team after the loss to Florida? The offensive line, the defense, or the quarterback? O-line, so, number one. That We got to get some things figured out there. Uh, then for me, the quarterback – like I said earlier, everything starts with that offensive line, and I don't think we can really get a full grasp on Milton until the <laughs> offensive line gets fixed. And then see the defense, they just had a bad night. They just got to learn to get off the field and got to tackle. Yeah, I got the same order Spanky does, offensive line. You start that uh, very concerning at the moment. Uh, quarterback, uh, I hope Milton get figured out and – 
may see Nico at some time, you know, this weekend, see what he's got. and Don't know. Just being honest. And the defense, I ain't been concerned with the defense all season so far. I thought the defense so far this season looked pretty good, except for last, last week versus Florida. We looked kind of bad. But still, our defense has not been a weak point so far this year at all. It's been a strong suit. That's the right order. Offensive line, quarterback, defense. I'm going to start offensive line. Man, tackles and center is rough. That's right. I don't I don't know. we got to have Cooper in that game. I don't know how fixable that it is. I think we're going to have to do some stuff offensively to to kind of counter how bad our offensive line is. We're big. There's no reason why we shouldn't be, shouldn't be better than we are. Uh, anyway. Uh, I'm going to bench the defense. Um if we can't score, that we're going to have to stop the other team from scoring. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to cut the quarterback. Not great play, but I still don't think um, there's enough there that's costing us uh, losses. Um, which college football game are you most excited about this weekend? Ohio State versus Notre Dame, Colorado versus Oregon, or Alabama versus Ole Miss? It's even a question here. Start. It's going to be a very anticipated ball game here, people. It's going to be the University of Colorado uh, and versus Oregon, baby. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to see how it goes this Saturday for Coach Prime and the boys. Um, then, Bench, this could be an interesting game here with everything going on. Uh, Alabama and Ole Miss. Uh, then next, Ohio State, Notre Dame. That's a – I wish both teams would lose. I hope they tie. Yeah. Hope they tie. I know it can't happen, but I hope they tie. I've got to start Colorado Oregon just out of the fact with Coach Prime, he's the most, as of right now, he's the most watched college football team in college football. He's breaking records like the most most watched game past 10 o'clock Eastern time in history of college football. Fourth most viewed regular season game of all time. Can he go into Oregon and beat Oregon? That's going to be a big question. Without Travis Hunter, that's the question. Right now, they're a three-touchdown underdog. Without 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 Travis Hurt, Hunter, that hurts him. It hurts him. But, Spanky is the Colorado expert all of a sudden. Yeah, but next ne- next week they had to play USC. So, we're really going to see in the next two weeks what Coach Pye and Colorado can do. Uh, you're going to have to bench. For me, it's going to be Alabama Ole Miss, just out of the fact uh, – Alabama, they're still trying to figure out who the quarterback is down there. And I've never in my life saw Alabama had to figure out a quarterback this late in the season. And it's still the beginning of the season. Saban looks so defeated walking off the field. Like, can you imagine he goes down there and loses to to Lane Kiffin? It's it's in Alabama. Uh, That's what I'm saying, and go down to Alabama. Well, yeah, but – and lose to Lane Kiffin, like – can it happen? I believe this This is the best chance of Alabama starting Lane, out with two If Lane's going to get it, he's going to get it now. And then uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame. <sighs> ESPN got, is it, going to be drooling. Is this game day this week? It's got, I don't, it's got to be game let day. Let me look it. I'll look it up here. I don't. Because it's Notre Dame, Ohio State. You know ESPN's just begging to go there. but Yeah. I'm actually going to start Ohio State Notre Dame just because we're potentially seeing a playoff elimination game right here. One of those two teams is going to lose. Yeah, one of them's got to lose, so one of them's you know potentially going to be eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to bench Alabama Ole Miss. I'm pulling hard for Lane Kiffin, uh, mm. and I'm going to cut. 
Colorado, Oregon. Um, Colorado's going to get steam rolled. Hey. hey. Hey, here's the thing. I'm going to start Ole Miss, Alabama. Alabama's six and a half point favorites in that game. Uh, let me tell you something, guys. Lock it in now because Ole Miss is not only going to cover that, Ole Miss is about to beat Alabama by two scores. Uh, then I'm going to bench Ohio State and Notre Dame because one of those two teams has to lose, and that makes me happy. And I'm going to cut Colorado, Oregon. Uh, there is no excuse. Injuries are not an excuse. So remember Quiet. that, Deion Sanders. Quiet. Injuries oh is not an Quiet. excuse. It, it, it hurts when, when you got dogs out play there. My right? theme, play what, my theme music. That's right, and, man. And listen, you need to play his theme I music. I never want to see anybody get hurt. But when you're playing 100 snaps a game on both sides yeah. of the ball. It's bound to, we we said that earlier. When you're happen. playing somebody that much, it's bound to happen. And uh, college game day will be at South Bend. Of course. There, um, I don't even know if we should watch game day this Saturday. That one might be. Because they ain't going to talk about nothing else. They ain't going to talk about nothing else. They got Pat McAfee. That's enough to watch. I don't know. He picked against the Vols. Which I guarantee you they talk about Tennessee losing. Oh, that, mm-hmm. uh, Any chance they get. Which Tennessee player from last year do we need most right now? Darnell Wright, Hendon Hooker, or Jalen Hyatt? I'm starting uh, Darnell Wright. Because like I've preached all day. If we could have him at tackle, I think would. I'm not saying our offense would be like it was last year, but it would improve a lot. Um, bench Hendon Hooker. I think Joe's doing fine, but just to have Hendon would be special. And then Jalen Hot, man, if we could have him, that'd be great too. But you no, know, Luke put me in a bad spot here. I start Hendon Hooker. His leadership, his ability to run that style offense, his decision making. Uh, his run skills, all of the above, uh, we're missing it terribly right now. Uh, I'm benching Darnell Wright. He was short up to the offensive line. I'm going to cut Jalen Hyatt because I still have confidence in our receivers we have now. I'm going to start uh, Hendon Hooker. I mean, he's a, he's a legend. For I mean, he is a legend Tennessee football by this point. Like, one of the greatest quarterbacks of the past 50 years here, honestly. And, uh, hey, this week – Detroit Lions coach said uh, that he is developing Hendon Hooker to be the uh, starting quarterback of the future for Detroit after Jared Goff. Well, they're already talking about releasing or Goff being done next year. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what a uh, point come up. But uh, Ben Jalen Hyatt, I mean, Hyatt was such a good player for us. Like even last year, he even he got he played with Milton, so and he had all them catches and. Uh, Phenomenal player. And Darnell Wright, he's getting a phenomenal athlete. He's actually got moved today from a right tackle to a left tackle for the Chicago Bears due to some injuries. So. The Bears. Look, and I get you guys pick um, Hooker, and I, I respect well, it, you I'm know. Starting, I'm starting Darnell Wright as well. Um, like I said, he can only do so much. Bad. And I also want to give a shout-out to Jerome Carvin. I feel like he gets overlooked Absolutely a lot. Absolutely does. He was great at guard, mm-hmm. and um, he, I mean, he's doing doing what it, doing the thing in the NFL. So I want, and I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna bench Hooker. Obviously, want Hennon Hooker back. Any, you know, and then I'm gonna cut Jalen Hyatt. Just our wide receivers are we're deep, we're deep there. Um, which NFL team are you most surprised is zero two right now? The Chargers, the Bengals, or the Patriots? Start the Bengals. Yeah. Bengals Start the Bengals. That's a surprise. Uh, it may be a surprise that the Chargers are 0-2 because they're by bench because uh, they haven't played the best opponents the first two weeks. And 
I'm going to cut the Patriots. They're still developing what they have. I'm going to go the same thing with the uh, Spur here. It said I'm going to flip it a little bit. Uh, I'm going to start the Bengals because what they were in the AFC championship game last mm-hmm. year. And last two years. Last two years. Joe Burrow gets a big contract a couple days before the opening game and then lays an egg next two weeks. Very shocking, but I think they'll get back on track. Uh, then Nick bench the Patriots. Um, like you said, they still got some things to work on. I'm still kind of shocked with it. But then the Chargers. I know um, Miami, they're going to be one of the teams to beat in that conference right there. Uh, and then the Titans, they played the Titans down to the wire. Um, just defense just didn't come alive for the Chargers there. Uh, start the Chargers for me. Just out of the fact that uh, – Justin Hubbard has had 534 yards in the first two games, no interceptions, but they have scored 58 points total and lost. 58 points is a lot of points in two games in the NFL, and that's some big stats right there with no interceptions. Uh, I don't know how they've lost in the first two games, to be honest with you, but they have. Now, uh, bench the Bengals, Joe Burrow. I'm not a Burrow fan over here. I've made it on. Made that plain and simple on here. I'm not a bowl fan. He signed that big fat contract and he came out and threw 83 yards and lost by like 20 something points to the Cowboys and come out next week. And get, hey, Cowboys ain't no slash. Cowboys are good. Cowboys are good, but we'll see how they look in uh, January. Yeah, we'll see how they look in January. <laughs> we'll see. I will say they do. They do have a they damn good, good defense. defense. When did the Bengals play the Cowboys? Yeah, that was tough. First, no, uh, Dobbs got the Cowboys this week. Cowboys played the. Oh uh, no, I was talking about the. Uh, Who's I talking? Oh, they played the Browns. They lost the Browns. Yeah. The Browns. Hey, look, he's he's got the spirit I, I over there. there. Yeah, yeah look. But uh, <laughs> let him have the spirit, man. Mac uh, and the Patriots cut them. I mean, they don't have much. They got Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a good player. I like Mac Jones. I thought he owned his starting position last year over uh, Cam Newton, who got cut to start the season. He's but, no Tom Brady. But he, yeah, he's no Tom Brady. And but now people's talking about Bill Belichick is uh. Not really that good of a coach because Tom Brady carried him through everything because he can't coach Cam Newton or Mac Jones to anything in success. Yeah, and uh, so Bill Belichick's been the talking point for the past couple of weeks on this. Head coach is always first man get the grout. Head I'm coach gonna, and quarterback. I'm going to start the Bengals, uh, but Burrow's not fully healthy. So, um, I don't know, it's still surprising to me. Chargers, I'm going to bench. They're going to get it turned around. They're too good to oh, yeah. not get turned around. They will. I'm not surprised the Patriots are, are 0-2. Uh, let's hit the comment box real quick. Uh, Travis Daniels, Facebook, says 9-3, Bama going down at home. Um, we need to beat them cocks. <laughs> hey, hey now, pal. Um, I agree. Spanky's liking the talk over there. Beth says, I think Joe needs more confidence. He doesn't look very confident and comfortable out there. Yeah, he kind of looks like a statue to me. Um, Travis says, Colorado, I guess that's his start game for this weekend. Jordan says, we're not in sync like we have been in the past on offense. Not smooth and silky. 100% agree. Uh, Beth said, what about Dobbs? He looked awesome. Yeah, Dobbs looked great, man. Did you see him truck that? Truck yeah, that dude. man. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Dobbs at the beginning of the show. We were yeah. Go back and tune in to after the show. Honey. Yeah, we love Dobbs. Uh, Josh Jackson says, go big damn orange. 100% agree, Josh. Let me hit some more comments here. We got a lot of them. 
We live and in full color, everybody. All over television land and everywhere. Matthew Douglas has screwed Gino. And, yeah, that's uh, right. Some guy named Randy, swear out, not sure who that is, I said the spank wearing a daddy hat is there something we need to know. Uh, yeah, uh, there is. It's actually a Tennessee baseball hat. Mr. Jones, he says, Hopple's offense require, requires a dual threat quarterback. 100% agree. We're going to get more into that uh, here in just a minute, Mr. Jones. He also says, Nico, I am a believer. He ain't ready yet, everybody. Calm down. Not time yet. It, I, I believe, too, but I think if we don't get the offensive line fixed, he's going to get killed. Uh, Mr. Mr. Jones says Nick Saban's coaching has been exposed since NIL. Even, that is true. I said that last week it, on even the, the We've been saying it. it even the yeah. playing field is what he said. Nick Saban hates the NIL. His dealership car uh, leases, they're not getting it done no more, man. Hey. You no. can't give a player a Mercedes for a couple years now. Dabo Sweeney hates it, Yeah, Yep, too. Dabo hates Dabo it. Dabo can't everybody. stand it. Kiffin hates it because there's no money yeah. down here. They hate it because, yeah. Exactly. I'm telling you, hey, watch out for Lane leaving Oxford, everybody. I'm saying it right now. Mr. Jones says, you ever seen a duck pull a buffalo? We're about to. Tay now. Huh. Hey, look, about, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. We're about to see a duck run all over a buffalo. He also says Hooker is going to be the starter by the end of this year. I don't know if he's going to be healthy enough. That would be awesome. but um, Listen, Jared Goff's a good quarterback. I, yeah, he, he's pretty good. Detroit's not a bad team. No, not at all. Detroit's a playoff team this year. Which one of y'all said the Bengals and the Cowboys? When do they play? Dalton says... The Bengals and Cowboys don't play, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I got confused. I, <laughs> didn't I, say I, dumbass. Dumbass. I corrected myself and said the Browns. Uh, Heath says, you can tell we miss running the, uh, the O offensive coordinator because he's doing well at USF2. What's going to be the solution to the play calling on offense? We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, too, I believe. Yeah, we've got that coming up, too, Heath, so stick around. We've also got Spanky. It's going to be no. taking an ice bath. You're going to get to see that beautiful body. Give him a, peak, little, give him a little teaser of Hey, give peak male teaser. performance right here. No, they got to stay tuned on the show right okay. here. Like hey, that. and you never know. I might pull out some money, at, and I might pull my donation card for the end of the night. You never you know. You ain't pulling no uh, donation card. Um, We've already bought the ice and everything. Hey, well, look, you, we can just use it on Saturday. No, it's in the bathtub. Yeah, well, <laughs> in the bathtub. We've done worse. Right, that was start bench cut. Very fun segment. One of my personal favorites. We'll have our second main talking point of the day next. Uh, we're going to answer some very tough questions about this Tennessee football team. Stick around. We have our giveaway coming your way. We'll preview Tennessee's week uh, week four opponent UTSA. We're going to put your skills to the test with Spurs predictions. And Spanky has to sit in an ice bath. For two minutes. And, and it, not a second over. And it, he's going to be in a Speedo, too, ladies. And he might even give out his OnlyFans. That's if you right, ask everybody. Us. We'll be right back. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean. From a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean. Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties. Give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you.
And we're back. Uh, we have our second main talking point of the day presented by Trident Hydro Clean. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Share this out with your friends. Uh, big giveaway coming up soon. Let me hit the comment box real quick before before we get into these questions. Where's Spanky at? Uh, Spanky's getting prepared for his ice bath. Scared of the ice. I think he's running. Mr. Jones says Saban's deal with the devil has ran out. Let's see. All right. Let's see. Uh, sorry, I, Matthew Dagley's tagging some people, and I got a little sidetracked there. I try appreciate to it, Matthew. Thanks for the tags. You know, tell people to like, share, join this podcast. You know, put that cigarette out. Hey, he's got someone else's hand. They were looking for food, like a stray dog. Uh, so I want to do something kind of different here. We've done this type of segment before on our Trident Hydro Clean Talking Point. I have some questions, some pretty tough questions after our embarrassing loss to Florida. For those of you just tuning in, I made it very clear about our goals, our agendas with this show regarding Tennessee football. Uh, feel free to rewind this later and check it out if you have any question. You know, if you're questioning us whatsoever, we're not going to sugarcoat anything. We aren't targeting any players. We don't hate any players. We're simply uh, just talking about what has to be talked about if you're a Tennessee football fan or a diehard football fan. Um, but aside from my questions, we're just going to, I mean, let's just let's leave it open, kind of an open floor type discussion. We want to hear from you in the comments. Whatever needs to be said or brought up, say it. Uh, question number one, why does Tennessee struggle so much on the road with crowd noise? You know, it wasn't that loud, or it seemed it didn't seem to be that loud from our seats. Our play calls come from the three chipmunks doing sign language, so I can't figure out what the problem here is. You know, having an experienced center would be a big help, no doubt, but our experienced center was on the sideline not wearing a helmet. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see the problem getting the play calls in. We got three gigantic black sheets with a guy in a red shirt, a blue shirt, and a, and a, and a green shirt. Uh, we can, why can't we get those calls in? It, I, I don't get it. I feel like uh, it gets in our head a little bit, honestly. E- even for myself, like any time we go to an away game, I'm like, I hope we go down here and play, you know. But we need we need to tone them out, like tone them out, player game, feed off the energy. Feed off that crowd energy and be like, F this place, let's take this house and make it our bitch. Well, just tell them, buddy. Uh, what I'd do, and this is just me, you know, who am I to say this? But I, And they probably do this. I would just play the loudest concert cheering or reactions ever during practice, and I would just have that playing the whole practice. Practice in chaos, so then when you're playing in chaos, it's easy. You know, Luke, you, you're going to agree with me. The sound system in the swamp was terrible. You could, yeah. You couldn't hear either band. We were close to both bands, and you couldn't hear either one of them the whole game. I was dreading hearing it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We never heard it because you couldn't hear it. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Yeah, we – man, and like we said earlier, it really wasn't loud at first. We we played into there, and then they got louder and louder and louder by the by what we did. Loud on third down, but everywhere's loud on third down. Yeah, and we, I mean, we done it to ourselves. Um, we've seen this at Georgia last year. Played awful pre-snap penalties. We've seen this at South Carolina last year. 
Um, and in South Carolina, I kind of thought maybe it was just the, the drama issues in the locker room more than the crowd noise. But I don't know after this Florida game because we acted like this is the first time that we've ever played on the road before. The, the loudest part of the stadium, the loudest part of the game is when the, the fans sang I won't back down after the third quarter. Yeah. That was the only time the stadium was loud. Blown timeouts, pre-snap penalties, communication. Um, I don't know. I mean, props to Florida, I guess. It wasn't that loud. But Tennessee got got the crowd going. I, I don't know. I'm just disappointed. Um, How was the I won't back down? It was It was pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, kind of disappointed, honestly, all the stories we heard about getting peed through on you and Getting your tires slit and I think and I think something has to do with that with just the way culture is nowadays. People are more how do we say it woke nowadays. People uh, they were more impressed by Tennessee fans and how we were acting versus how they were. Yeah, yeah. They they loved our overalls. My goodness, the, the amount of Florida fans that come up to Luke and myself and Josh Jackson wanting to take our pictures just because we're wearing the overalls the same. Uh, they loved us. The Florida fans were eating us up. I mean, there was uh, a, just a handful, but you get that everywhere we, you go. We went to, to campus the night before just to kind of uh, try to ag them on, try to get a response, and nobody cared. We couldn't get the first response. The only people that said anything to us was when Luke put a Tennessee hat on the Gator and I put my, my Tennessee Hawaiian shirt on the Gator, and some old folks said, now you boys don't need to be doing that yeah. to our Gator, <laughs> but that was about it. Yeah, I mean, we're just people driving by, walking by, and we're just sitting there putting Tennessee stuff all over their I'm, mascot. I'm climbing on, the, on their mascot, and they don't care. Yeah, they just didn't. There's, I mean, I was like, man. Could you imagine was, someone did that to old Pat over there? Oh, it would be. I mean, it'd, it'd be, be fighting be, words. Yeah, it'd be bad. Um, we, we did not bother Tim Tebow's statue. We, we, we admired Tim Tebow. Uh, I know we are having some offensive line issues, but why aren't we going deep more often? Uh, most of the most of the offensive line issues come from the run game so far. Um, there is some in the past, but most of it's run. But why are we not going deep more often? I don't know, honestly. I said this last week uh, because we – against Austin P for sh- definitely, and against Virginia too, we played a very standardized offense, like very, very, like, protective offense. Like it was Tennessee 10 years ago, if you know what I mean. And uh, I don't know. It's do we not have confidence in Milton and the receivers? Is what is going on over here? Like that's the eight million dollar question to me. You see what I done there? Uh, oh, <laughs> it opens up so much more when we go deep. I I just don't know the answer to that. And I and I think too, they're probably worried about it from from an offensive line standpoint. If you're, it's hard to go deep when you ain't got time. It's not even that the play calling, like the play calling we're doing, is screens, runs, like slant routes, like the most standardized stuff. Like there's nothing crazy off the wall at all. It's Com- like what someone brought up in the comments to- earlier. They're trying to wear down the defensive line, you know, getting them to the sidelines, running them to death. I see that point. Joe, for the most part, has been right on target with his deep – I mean, with the deep, deep balls. The, the deep balls have been beautiful, especially um, Saturday. They were nice. But it's like when, and when, take- you, when you've got monster receivers like Brew and Dante, Dante Thornton, man, throw it up. and see, Like, like um, 
let's see. I'd be okay with Joe throwing a 60-yard interception on Ta- third down. Yeah, like Tate here, he says, we have a guy that can throw the ball the length of the stadium. We need to throw it downfield. 100%, like, the worst part, were they, they got to intercept it down there inside the five? Yeah. Well, or the you know, like – the thing let, is, let them get up. And, I mean, they're against a five ten defensive back. Throw it up and go after the football. The thing is, is uh, we'll take that shot and then we won't do another shot like that for like seven, eight more plays. Yeah, I mean, even before we, we went deep like once before the Florida game. Very, very, very protective is what the way we played so far. It's almost like they're trying you know, to protect Joe. If, if you complete two or three of those deep balls, then suddenly the run holes open up because they had to respect it that much more. Uh, that's that's what that's what made us so great last year is is hitting hooker could go deep at any moment so they had to respect it they had to play off man and and that opened up to smaller to underneath stuff that, that got this big yardage and uh, open holes for running backs I don't that's where it starts out for this offense I think is the deep ball I really do mm-hmm. yeah he says our whole offense was non-existent it reminded me of Pruitt's offense no discipline Joe looked like he was scared to throw the football down the field. I don't think Joe's scared of anything uh, as he, far as that goes. I think he's scared think of he running. Wants to, uh, we'll uh, talk about that in a minute. Yeah, he said we got the receivers. Give him a chance to get the football. I think Joe needs him uh, some more chances to run the ball. Honestly, do some option plays. He don't like. He, he, he don't like. Right. He's scared to death. I mean, a hundred eighty pound defensive back runs up and he's cringing. We just go right into your next question, Nichols. Go ahead, because that's the next question. Yeah. Um, why? Oh, sorry. Gotcha. Why don't this coaching staff trust Joe Milton? I really wish I knew, but it's clear for whatever reason they don't. Joe just doesn't seem to go through the progressions like Hendon Hooker did or is too quick to throw the screen pass. Air the damn ball out and let's see it. I, I agree with him. I, I just I don't know what they're waiting on, but – I'm, it seemed like more towards the end of the game, like we said earlier, when we're playing from behind, that's when our offense started going. Yeah, yeah we, were, we weren't aggressive at all until then. Um, this just ain't the same offense that we've seen last year. It's not the, it's not a, the same offense that Hype will ask Ken and Hooker, you know, um, do you want to win this game now or do you want to take it into overtime? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very disappointing. Uh, Christopher – Says our new offensive coordinator is trash. Um, Coach Hopple's calling the plays, man. Uh, yeah. But uh, I do I do agree we miss, we miss Golish's eyes in the box. Um, do, do you think uh, Joe's hearing all that Nico stuff going on and it's kind of affecting him too? It could be. You could Joe's say, mom certainly is. You could say that, but at the same time, he's been doing this exact same thing since, since Michigan. It's not the first time Joe's been criticized. He is the same guy that he's ran been, out of bounds. He's been criticized since Michigan. He's heard the exact same. That's true, but one thing that did piss me off when we was in Nashville for the Virginia game is it was like the first quarter, and we had like two drives in us, and the fan and we had our fan base, and it and it, it made me mad, honestly. Chanting knee go knee go knee go, and I'm sitting there like that was pretty light. That was like, I, that was light, wasn't it? When, it was no, no, yeah, it was pretty light. No, it, they done it there in the first first quarter because oh, they wanted to see him. They wanted to see him play. And, I thought uh, it was light when we done that. And uh, I was like, don't do this. Like, do not do this. Like, you're gonna kill his confidence, kill everything in him, and whatever you do, Tennessee, do not take him out of the game. It, it had to be early because. 
Corbin left at halftime. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Got him. <laughs> Got him. I didn't leave. I went and sat in the handicap sh- section in the shade. <laughs> Carly. I did Facebook. go like 40 seats up sat in the shade in the handicap section. Carly says, hot. I know deep down Spank is content with what happened Saturday. Um, listen, listen, Spank, no, Spank no, has no, converted. He's... He's bleeding Tennessee orange now. Coach all, Ryan, all you Tennessee people want to hate on me, well, guess what? Until you're uh, donate to the volunteer club, I don't want to hear no shit from nobody. <laughs> Spank's, Spank's putting his time in now. He's, he's And money. Right and money. Coach Ryan Jackson says uh, he felt like he did when it was Larry Davis offense when we were running draws on third and 20. Hell. 12. Hey, 12. I man. mean, 12. 24 draw, right, Ryan? We remember those days. 12. Kelsey on, Seven to six, Ryan. Kelsey Seven to on six. Facebook says, sorry I'm late. Glad to see you boys made it back Saturday night. We went deep. Things got better. When we went deep, things got better, in my opinion. I hate this 40 screens and a draw on third and long downs. Yeah, um, we're, we're not aggressive whatsoever until we have to be. Sorry, I've got so I got a lot of comments. If I if I miss you, then just hit me, hit it again on here, and I'll try to get to it. It's good. It's a good talking point. It's a very good talking point. All right. So what what is Joe and this staff going to have to do um, to be to let Joe be successful? Let him loose. Let him loose. Take the constraints off. And let's go down the field over and over and over and over. You know, if we throw three deep balls in a row, we throw it deep on first and ten, on second and ten, and third and ten. By golly, we're going to catch one of those. Yep. So, go deep. Let him loose. Let him loose. Let's see what he's got. I mean, I said it earlier. We're playing a standardized offense right now. Let him do let, – let Joe Milton do Joe Milton. It's kind of like uh, in Chicago right now. With uh, their quarterback, like, he's not allowed to do what he wants to do. And he even come out today and said that. Like, this is why I can't be a quarterback. Like, I'm being set up for failure. So, just let him run his offense and do what he's great at. Let Joe do what he is great at. If he's great at what he does, let him do what he's great at. Yeah, uh, I think I'm, I'm not on the Nico train yet, so, you know. Don't don't use that against oh, me. Don't get me wrong. We all want to see what Nico can do. Yeah, but, but I, we want to see Nico when it's time for Nico. I think you got to let Joe be Joe. Quit protecting him from you know the media and everything. I don't know if it's almost like they're just scared to let him play. But let Joe be Joe, or it's time to move on and go to Nico. I think that's the that's the decision that has to be made. I think we learned a lot Saturday. Yeah, we learned a lot last Saturday too. Oh my God. Uh, hit some of the comments before we get too behind. Josh Jackson says, just go ball out and win the damn games. Uh, 100% agree, man. We got to be aggressive. Jor- Jordan said it's not the same offense, but we have some incredible athletes. No reason not to be dynamic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> couldn't say it no better. Uh, Chris says, as big as Brew is, why does it seem like he's second and third option on pass plays? Big dude and hard to tackle. I think Brew needs to be the primary target. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't understand why he wouldn't be. Ron Ron right. says that that he agrees that let Joe do what he's good at doing, but at the same time, the wide receiver's going to catch the ball. If held or not being held or or grabbed or everything else, they probably would catch the ball, especially Saturday. It, it was pretty bad Saturday. Noah asked what time the vol walk is. Uh, you're looking at one two hours four, two hours forty five minutes for game. Yeah, you're looking at one forty five, Noah. 
on Saturday. Um, all right. Uh, Joe runs out of bounds in 2021 versus Ole Miss instead of throwing it up, giving us a chance to win the game. Versus Florida in 2023, Joe gives us no chance versus Florida on the two-point conversion by basically doing the exact same thing. Why? I thought the two-point conversion play was a design run for Joe Milton. Uh, I don't think there was anywhere for him to go, but at least take the hit and try to push forward. Uh, that's that's what bothered me about it. I hate that Joe Milton was thrown out there at the end of the Ole Miss game, but at least throw the ball. Yeah. At, at least throw the ball. Uh, give give something a chance to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, you just it's a two point conversion. At least try something. Like to me, it's it's just concerning, and I'm I've been on the Joe train. I mean, I've got his damn bobbleheads, and I've. I already made photo edited pictures of him with Heisman Trophy and everything, but um, I don't know. We we just heard all this this talk about how much he's improved, how much you know, and then he's just still doing the same tendencies. Um, Joe, huh? Uh, ESPN um, done an article on him that was yeah. fifteen pages long last week. Joe has to run for this offense to be successful. He does. I mean, it's an RPO offense, but we're not running the quarterback. Um, he has to make plays when stuff's not perfect. He has to have a plan B. It's not, oh, there's a breakdown. Oh, there's a missed block. You know, and I'm just going to panic now. Joe hates to run. He's got to get over that. I'm going to give Will West a shout-out um, from the Tyler Tyler and Will show on 99.1. He was kind of talking about this, too, and he was talking about his, his daughter that was giving, him, giving her uh, swimming lessons, and she refused to – want to go out of the deep end and just refused and refused and refused gotta push him and finally the the instructor said you know is it okay if i just grab him and throw him or throw her in there and he said yeah and what happened like the the kid swam so i we've got to run joe he's like a statue back there um why is joe so afraid of contact He's bigger than defensive ends. Um, <laughs> he's been like this since forever. But why is he so scared of contact? And this is not a bash Joe no, segment. No, absolutely not. Um, we've supported Joe since the very beginning. We don't lose this game because of Joe. But I want to be, you know, want to be clear on that. We've been on the train all season. But I genuinely cannot figure out why is he so afraid of contact. He's terrified to get hit. I it, just it makes me wonder if he's coached to not take the hit. Uh, I mean, Joe's a beast. Is he just trying to get to the NFL? Because at this point, he's not going anywhere. I mean, I, I don't know, but but he's going to get better, or even more people's going to start calling for Nico. It, it it really makes me wonder: are are they telling him not to take the hit? I just wonder if it has something to do with the way kids are nowadays. Because you got to think: like, do they even go full pad practices anymore? I know, heck, there's some middle school and high school teams that don't even go full pad practice anymore. And like I just, I just don't Hidden think. Hidden Hooker ain't scared of contact. No. no, but like Josh Dobbs ain't scared of contact. I just wonder if that's just how it is. Like some kids, hey, I can go all week without getting hit, and I'm fine to go get hit. And then there's just some kids out there that just you're six five, two hundred forty pounds, I mean, and you're scared to death of a cornerback. Nobody wants to see a repeat of Jarrett Garantano and get killed over and over and over. Oh, yeah. But that's what family's probably he, watching. He's probably scared to death. At least he wasn't scared of taking a hit. He'd get right back up. Joe's a beast. He he's scared to death. Like to, I, to get hit. Like like I don't know uh, 
He can run the ball if he wants to run the ball. But, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he, he can run the ball. Point, point proven. But going back to Chicago with Justin Fields with the same point pretty much, like he's been told by the Bears, like, do whatever you do. If you're about to get hit, lay down because you're, you're the future of this organization. So do you think Milton's like being told, lay down, do not get hurt for the rest of the season? What's I mean, going? I – I'm just talking, and I'm not even talking about just when he he's scared when he runs the ball. But I'm just talking like when the pocket breaks down, if he's got a defender in his face, he's scared to death. And, and I'll he, say, he won't take there and ta- he won't make the throw and take the contact. He's backing up and already like embracing it, scared. Like I mean, scared to death. And I'll say this: when you're getting sacked, don't throw it. Don't, don't throw it. Now, if you're gonna throw it, throw the damn thing out of bounds. Well, don't throw it to the middle of the field. Either eat it or throw it out of bounds. You got two options there. That's that's he's he's done it one time, Spank. I mean, it's well. There's no excuse. It was it was it was a bad it was a bad throw. Joe Joe usually takes care of the ball for the most part. It's his first interception at Tennessee. But but golly, I I agree that yeah, don't throw that. He's got he's got to sacrifice a little bit. You know, he can't. He's he's literally a statue back there. And again, we're not a we're not bashing Joe. We just. And, and maybe he's not afraid. Maybe it just appears that way. But, but golly, it, it just it just seems like. No, and I'm not like whenever I say he's afraid, I'm going back to his first year too. Yeah. You know, like the first two games, he was just terrified. Then I mean, he he's as, he's as big as Cam Newton, and not bigger back there. So uh, he he should be running through people. You know that stiff arm we seen at Virginia. Mm-hmm. Where's where's that at? You know. Right. Run with some authority, you know. I mean, there's bright moments, but Joe's got to put it all together. And, he does. and when, when he does run, I mean, he's he's and, good at it when he actually wants to go do it. And I've said it from from the very beginning. I love Joe Milton. Uh, I think he's got a, a ton of talent. He's just I don't know if there's a mental block or or if something's in his head right now or if it's listening to all the negativity surrounding him right now. Uh, whether he's looking over his shoulder at Nico, something's going on. I'm gonna hit the hit the comments before we go to our next question. Um, T- Tate says Joe looks like the Statue of Liberty back there. Uh, he says he was really hoping Joe was going to be a playmaker this year. Don't see much progress. I, I agree with you, Heath. Uh, Mister Jones says Nico can save our season. He will save our season. I don't know if he's ready yet. Uh, Jerry says uh, he said that's that's what Joe is. That that's what Joe has been. Um, Mr. Jones says Joe has, ha- has lost his job at two schools. Uh, a leopard don't change its spots. Hooker was great because he was fearless runner and a fearless leader. Let's see. Uh, Coach Ryan Jackson says uh, JG would have been great had he not had his uh, butt beat for two years. Yeah, I would like. I would like to have seen a. Uh, Garantano with Hopel. Absolutely. We talked about that last week. Several weeks ago, yeah. Go time. Mr. Jones says the interception was because he was scared. Nico is the answer. Nico is accurate. Nico is athletic. Nico is ready. He but here's the here question. We, we don't know what Nico is yet. Here's the question, Mr. Jones. What if Nico ain't it? What if he ain't ready? What if he goes well, out there, we throw him to the wolves, and he ain't ready yet? Are we then going to go for the third string? Please we, forgive me what I, for what I'm about to say, but Gaston Moore was under Josh Hopple at Central Florida, and 
balled out in the spring game. I almost like no. He played he great. He played great. He knows the system. Mr. Jones says Nico is lifting Joe up on the sidelines. Nico is the leader we need right now. Everyone's favorite position is a backup quarterback because they, yeah. they ain't done nothing yet. Look, guys, you don't know what you got till you ain't got no more. That's all I'm going to say. And we can't, you know, there, there's a time and a place where you can ruin a five-star quarterback by getting him out there too early. Logan says, as a Division One scholarship athlete, your thoughts on why – we are arm slash shoulder tackling and open field. I think that just – it just comes down to fundamentals. Like, you can be D1 athletes all you want, but at the end of the day, you they just got to go do it. They just got to go do it. And, you know, some of those arm tacklings happen at, at the most worst times and then replay it over and over and over and over. We all seen Haddon's uh, just terrible effort there on, on ETN's long run. Wrap up. Uh, offensive line issues, are they fixable? Austin P and Florida both. Uh, they dominate us up front. Florida, you know, they, they rushed three to four guys. Um, we have five or six protecting. Uh, still gave us all kinds of problems. I thought Austin P was a fluke, maybe lack of focus or maybe lack of effort. I was wrong. Yeah, they're fixable. If, if something ain't fixable, go to the house. Like, I think it's very fixable. I think – I believe with offensive line, I think if we can have some guys step up, some other guys be leaders, and then I think if we can get Cooper back, I think we can be on the right track. I think Cooper's a big big part of it, but also there's times I look out there and I think they're confused. That's offensive, defensive line both. You know, Cooper Mays would help a ton just saying. We we also have those several studs uh, coming in that's, that's younger. And if our experienced offensive line can't get it done – it's time to put some of those young guys in and, and see what they can do. Maybe it sends a message to the to the veterans. Hey, you know, just because you're a senior doesn't mean we're going to play you. We're going to put the best players out there, and it, it may be time for a message to be sent. Yeah, Cooper is uh, definitely a big part of the issue, um, but the communication's bad. Um, tackle play was very rough. I don't know. I, I'm just lost, man. I'm lost. I, I can't believe Florida dominated us like that. Utah had – True freshman the offensive line, they were yeah. handling Florida. And, and let's 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 talk about Utah for a minute. You know, uh, Florida played a uh, elite team to start the year, and we played two what should be considered cupcakes. So Florida was a bit more battle tested than Tennessee was, and maybe they were just more ready and more focused. I, yeah. They also, I mean, they also lost to a Utah team that had eight was it eight starters yeah, out, eight starters yeah. and a third string walk on quarterback. I mean, and they're going to lose a couple more games at least this year. I about yeah. I about asked the question that's going to be a dual question, but we'll get there. Um, how much do we miss former offensive coordinator Alex Golish? More than any of us had realized until now. But but we said a few minutes ago, Josh Hoppel calls the offensive plays. Mm-hmm. Um, has Josh Hoppel become too gimmicky or too conservative? Suddenly, I don't I don't I think get too it. conservative. I I would go with that. Well, we got to think. Like, yeah, Hopple calls the plays, but you know there's somebody in his ear helping him out. And could Ghoulish been that guy, you know, kind of leading him in the right direction? Because as a head coach, you got a lot of other things you got to worry about here. And maybe just like a key advice well, or whatever. Yeah, well, Hop, you know, yeah, like he called majority of the plays last year too. 
But I think game planning, the scheme, just his eyes, you know, up top. I think I think that's what we're missing. Just so many self-inflicting things going on. Uh, don't get me wrong, we miss him. I think um, them two were together. I think for like eight or nine years. So mm-hmm. Definitely missing Dylan's Dylan Sampson after scoring four touchdowns versus Virginia, having a great year last year. Gets three carries versus Austin P. Gets no carries versus Florida. He posted a picture on Instagram of a caged uh, cheetah. This isn't good. Maybe he's got a cougar waiting for him back at the <laughs> back at the dorm room. He probably does, but like I said, this, there's something going on. I don't like. I'm not trying to make speculation or anything, but there's something ain't right there. I do, and you never know. Maybe they're maybe they're doing this on purpose. Maybe they're waiting to release this cheetah. You know. Cheetahs run fast. Dylan Sampson runs fast. Let's just hope he continues to run fast as a Tennessee volunteer. His four touchdowns were all on short inside the red zone top runs, you know. Uh, It just so happens he got the ball inside the red zone. We haven't been in the red zone that much to give him the ball the last couple of games. Hey, let's hope whenever he does get the ball, he's like Cheetos with a fat boy. He's gone. Yeah, first half, Tennessee ran 22 plays total. So you can't really, you know, say anything much there. I'm going to say this, though. Alvin Kamara. Are we Alvin Kamara and Ooh, Dylan Sampson? That's Ooh. a good point. Because all we've heard all off season, even from NFL scouts, is the comparison between Alvin Kamara and Dylan Sampson. And when did we see Alvin Kamara after Jalen Hurd quit the team? That's a hellacious point right there, honestly. Good point. I don't know. That's just I, I don't want Alvin Kamara, Dylan Sampson. Um, don't know what you have till it's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tennessee defense cannot tackle suddenly. Kamal hadn't struggled severely. Um, I I know they don't hit and tackle in practice that much anymore. You're a Division One athlete and you can't tackle. Yeah, I've said it three times already tonight. The attempted hit on ETN by Haddon was and still is an embarrassment. I'm not sure that I would have went down on that on that hit. <laughs> you know, uh, wrap your runner up, use your arms, drive them to the ground. you got to stop the ball runner no matter who's got the ball. Yeah, this has to be fixed and has to be fixed fast, man. Um, they, I, they don't take to the ground in practice. It's time for them walk-ons to start getting hit. Yep. Um you have to tackle to win, especially in the SEC. Um, another another point here, Aaron Beasley was asked after the game if he was surprised by the defense's undiscipline. He responded with no. Thoughts on this? That's a, that's a hell of a damn response right there. I think he's just voicing some frustration. It's now or never for this team. I'm lost on it, man. That's a that's a pretty straightforward. That's a pretty straightforward answer right there, honestly. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's it's a weird comment to make, and uh, yeah, I'm. He's either saying no, he ain't surprised by it, or no, he's not commenting, or no, never know. That's like asking me whenever I'm mad. Hey, what's wrong? Uh, Are you mad? No. You know what I mean, like. And maybe that's just Aaron Beasley, you know, sending a message to his uh, his defensive line that, hey, uh, 
time to start messing around, stop messing around, and let's let's play some ball. Yeah, it's weird, man. Um, hit the comment box. I will say this: uh, practice gonna be key. Develop that chemistry in practice. Yeah, uh, man. There's there's so many holes right now. Um, practice is where everything comes together with through the week. Jordan says we're talking about practice. Joe Milton says, uh, or sorry, Jordan Phillips says play Milton in the first half this weekend. Nico second half. See what happens. Well, let's hope that's the game plan because hopefully we'll don't think them the out. offense can get much worse. I, I kind of like where Jordan. We kind of talked about this on the way home too. Maybe start alternating drives or two drives to piece if it's game planned. But but what does that do to Joe Milton's psyche when that you, hurt that when you tell him, hey, we're bringing Nico in, we're going to play him, see what we got there. That that what message does that send to our number one right now? I don't mean for it's for delicate. me for me at this point in his career. This deep in, I mean, if you're not competitive enough to let that drive you to, then yeah. you, don't, you don't deserve to be the quarterback. Let's just say we scored 28 <laughs> points in the first half against Texas San Antonio this weekend. We're up, we're up 28 to 10 or something like that at halftime. I'm just being facetious, and we didn't bring Nico in, and Nico puts up 35 points in the second half. Well, what do we do at that point? You know, because uh, then. Then when Joe comes out there and throws two incompletions, fans are going to be calling for his head even worse than they are now. So that's a delicate fine line we had to balance right there. I think uh, if that was to happen, you stole Milton at South Carolina and see what happens in the South Carolina game. If things get bad enough, I mean, put Nico in, see what happens, test the waters. Yeah, Jamie, you're making me laugh in the comments. Uh, I wish I could say this. If we was on TikTok or something, I could. Uh, let's go over the AP poll real fast. I'll try to get y'all's comments. If I missed it, just comment it again, please. There's a lot rolling in. Uh, and keep the comments coming. We yeah, love keep them. them coming. We love them. We if we miss them, we're sorry. We got like I said, multiple platforms. Even, even going, we don't so. read them on the air. We're gonna go back and read them ourselves. Yeah. after the show, and then we'll talk about it and bring it up and talk. You know, it adds to our show, so we definitely appreciate it. So we'll go through these five at a time. Uh, number one, this is the new AP poll. One, we've got Georgia. Two, Michigan. Three, Texas. They jump up one spot. Four, Florida State. They drop a spot. And then five, USC. Any comments there? I think it's the best top five in college football right now, honestly. I could agree with that. Number six, you've got Ohio State. Seven, Penn State. Eight, Washington. Nine, Notre Dame. And ten, Oregon. It's crazy that um, I think it's six of the top ten teams are going to be in the Big Ten next year. I saw that stat. That's pretty. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, stat right now is six teams in the top fifth, uh, top fourteen, or uh, Pac twelve, and eight, mm-hmm. and uh, eight. Is there last year too? And the Pac twelve, and the Pac twelve has eight teams in the top twenty five at that. Mm-hmm. Now Pac twelve showing out this year so far, so far, last, so far, last go round might as well. They're beat up on each other so bad they end up everybody end up eight and five and something like that. So. They'll have a couple good teams, but everybody beat up on each other. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Washington, I think, is playing the best football in the country. Mm-hmm. You think so? I think so. Thanks, really? And just think about this. Look at, go look at Penix's stats. He wanted to come to Tennessee. We told him no. He literally cried when we told him no. Thanks, Pruitt. Yep. 11, Utah. They move up a spot. LSU. 
12. They move up two spots. Alabama drops three spots to 13. When was the last time Alabama was ranked 13? It's been a, been or, a long time. Alabama's fixed to be out of the top 20 next week. Oh, okay. Oregon go. State jumps up two spots. Ole Miss jumps up two spots. Oklahoma jumps up three spots. Uh, North Carolina jumps up three spots. 17. You've got 18. Duke, they jump up three. Are y'all buying the Duke? Hey, I like what I'm seeing out of them. I ain't buying a damn thing off what Duke's doing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. 19, we've got Colorado. Duke. Duke. Oh, God. Colo- get your Colorado shirt and just get it in the mail already. Too, they, too drop, they drop one spot. Miami is at 20. Hey, if Colorado beats Oregon this week, you got to buy me a Colorado shirt. I said ever five, Spanky Hush. Sorry. Number 20, Miami, they jump up two spots. I'll t- be talking about Colorado later. <laughs> All right, 21, Washington State, they jump up two spots. UCLA, UCLA at 22, they jump up two. Tennessee Volunteers drop 12 spots to number 23. Uh, 24, Iowa, they jump up a spot, and Florida enters at number 25. Before we talk about Tennessee, Miami beat, uh, was it Texas A&M? Texas they beat, A&M. Texas A&M they beat, and uh, they started unranked this year. And they've got, they had a lot of hype coming in this season, and they just keep creeping up. Oregon State keeps creeping up, mm-hmm. too. But Miami is kind of surprising me at the moment. And I will tell you right now, and not many people are talking about Oklahoma. But I think Oklahoma – them in Texas is going to be a hell of a game this year, and that's going to decide the Big 12. It does every year. Except last year. TCU got them last year. TCU ain't doing nothing this year. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that. You know, we're sitting at number 23 right now. This is a, this is a season still young, and there's still a ton that we can accomplish. We have time to move back up in these polls. Yeah, I mean, we, we, deserve, uh, we deserve the drop. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, let's be let's be for real right here. Uh, uh, when does the uh, college football playoff polls come out? It's like week seven, eight, something like that. It's sometime in October, I believe. End October, of, November. It's it's got to be the end of October, beginning of November. Yeah. So uh, right now, the AP polls just kind of uh, what it is, what it is, kind of thing. And when the college football playoff poll comes out, it will be a. Uh, it will be a, an official thing to what who can make it into the playoffs and who decides where you're at to get into the playoffs. So Tennessee has to uh, go out, UTSA, South Carolina, Texas A&M, everybody coming up to that AP, I mean college football playoff poll, and prove yourself to be on a certain ranking in that poll whenever it does come out. I think if we win out, we'll be okay. Oh, we we just can't win out. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to improve a lot of things and start winning by some. Like, well, no, I think if we win out, we'll be okay. We'll be fine. I mean, if we win out the season, but what I'm saying, yeah. to look good in the polls and the college football pl- polls come, the playoff polls come, we're going to have to look impressive. Hey, look, it don't it don't give a damn what they say we are in October. As The only damn thing that matters is what, where they put us in the last rankings at the end of the year. And the, la- and, the, and the last rankings is the college football playoff poll because that's what yes. everything's determined off of. Yes, but they also do the college football playoff poll in October. They vote on that. That that ranking comes out in October. I don't care what they want to rank us in that one. I'm talking about the last one. That's the only thing we got to worry about. If we went out, if we went out so you're talking about I the- think we get in. So if we, if, if we are like – Stay around 15th all year in college football playoff poll. We can't make the playoffs because 
We win the SEC, we're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah like well, I'm not, that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying oh. if we win out, we're going in. That's all. Just win, baby. Like all right. Al Davis said. You're just, re- you're just repeating songs right now, Spanky. No, Al Davis is owner of the Raiders. Oh, my God. Uh, Jordan says it definitely will show us who can work with the offense better. By He's talking about playing both quarterbacks. Yeah, Milton is awesome quarterback, but still struggling this late into his career. We might need that new spark. Nico was the number one quarterback for a reason. If he can come in and give us that spark we need, then he deserves to start over Milton. Anything can happen, so it's worth seeing. Absolutely. Hi, Mom. Mom's watching for a minute. Hello. Hi, Spurs, Mom. Uh, let's see. Jonathan said on YouTube says, if you ask me today who wins the national championship, I honestly have zero clue based on the start of the season. That's a good point. It's, yeah, it, it's it's wild, man. It's Especially wild. how wild the SEC is right now. It's down. It's wide open. Hey, can and can you just imagine next week or next year what it's going to be with a twelve team playoff? Like, wow, it's going to get a lot more interesting. That's for sure. Jordan asked predictions for this upcoming weekend versus Whoa, UTSA. We there. will get, we'll get there. there. Stick with us. Jamie says, "Give them the Allen." I was given. I'm all Allen out. I've got some videos I'll show you. Florida people walking by, I try to give them the high five, and then I'll just go. Oh, fun it's stuff. Like, it's hilarious. There fun stuff. Uh, I was just laughing at everybody else laughing. All right, thank you for listening to our second main talking point of the day. We still have a lot to talk about. Spanky is getting an ice bath. Uh, we have a giveaway, but next we have the duel. Here we go. Spur. We about to get funky like a monkey, baby. Remember, this is fan voted, so you vote in the comments. We tally them up. Uh, the winner gets the bell, and then obviously they get some bragging rights. We'll be right back. Share this out for us. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865 363 8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. No, I take it back every night. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got the duel. Corbin Ryan. Corbin, Spur, the Spurs are going to battle it out over a few tough questions. The winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some hardware to drag around with them for the rest of the week. I'm getting real used to carrying this belt around there. Like it. All right, question number one. And let us know in the comments. You got to vote. I tally them up. Who's winning the duel? Question number one: How good is this Tennessee football team? Uh, I still they are. Go I'm going on, champ. Go on, champ. My bad. My apologies. Tennessee football is as good as they want to be. You know, the talent is there. The quarterback is there. It's all up to the team to go as far as they want. There isn't a team on our schedule right now that I don't feel like we can beat. We can beat every team on our schedule. We can beat any team that's on our schedule right now. Uh, that locker room and those coaches will determine how good or how bad we are, and we're going to find out real soon 
because Texas San Antonio is winning an upset this weekend, and South Carolina is just over there twiddling their thumbs waiting. So we're about to find out just how good this team is going to be, and they'll be as good as they want to be because it's all there. Spur, I agree with you. They are as good as they want to be, but I think right now the verdict is still out. We don't know how this team is yet. We still got a lot of football to be played. We can't just let one tough road game, one tough rivalry game where everything is thrown out the window ruin our season. That, that's that been the problem with a lot of teams out there. They let one game ruin their season and ruin their mindset. We can't be doing that. We got a new offense coordinator. We got some new guys starting on the ball. We're still a veteran team now. We – we didn't lose a whole lot, but what we did lose, it did hurt us on the leadership side of it. We got we got some new leaders. We got some guys developing to be the good leaders that they need to be. So the verdict is still out there, people. Still waiting. Still holding on. I won't be a critic right here. I'm kind of nervous at the moment, just out of the fact the way we played the first three games. I mean, are we being honest or are we being not? You can be honest all you want to. That don't mean you ain't stupid, but go ahead. But – I mean, the offensive line has not looked the best, okay? We're going to have to de- develop that offensive line. And and it's not going to be like a short-term thing. we got to develop it quick because we've we got some big games coming up, okay? Some big games. We're going to have to uh, – our receiver's going to start, start catching the ball. Milton's going to have to get on point. We're going to play defense. We're going to have to play everything. We can't have no mistakes because when we get to Alabama, we get to Georgia, we get to South Carolina, even Texas A&M coming in here to Neyland Stadium, we're going to have to play our best game. Plain and simple. We can't have no stupid penalty. Like, we can't have no stupid offside penalties. We can't have no kicks out of bounds. We can't have no missed field goals. We can't let 60-yard uh, passes be taken to the end zone. We can't let the run be taken to the end zone. We we got to rush the damn ball. We got to do everything. We're going to we're gonna have to put everything into place, and we're going to have to fucking connect. There you go. Get some language in there, Corbin. My God, pal. Get him. Meow. What's new, pussycat? Good. Whoa, 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 I'm good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're as good as we want to be. Question two. Are Tennessee fans overreacting to the Florida loss? Go, champ. Yes and no. You know, we've been through these bad times before. But, guys, it's one game. And, granted, it's Florida and we all hate it. But there's some people calling for Josh Heupel's head right now. How ridiculous is that? Josh Heupel is the best coach we've had here since Philip Fulmer. That includes Lane Kiffin, who I loved. Uh, It's it's ridiculous to jump off his bandwagon already. You know, I was just watching a video this week, today as a matter of fact, of us storming the field against Alabama and those memories. That is what – we are. We're, we're back. We're having not even a year ago, man. I mean, I mean, we're having this discussion right now over losing one game. Yeah. Over losing one game. We won the Orange Bowl last year convincingly. You know, we're still in the top 25. We're going to be in the top 25 all year as long as we play the game that we can play. So, yeah, there is some overreaction going on with, with some fans. Now, there's some that's that's not overreacting. There's some that, that's legit. We got some legit questions. You know, it, is it time to see our freshman quarterback? I don't know the answer to that. I just want to say, hang on for the ride, guys. It's still great to be a Tennessee Vol. That's right, Spur. And look, I, Spur, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think people are overreacting about this just a little bit. It, the, the fan base is split. You got your more conservative people saying, yeah, we just got to calm down. Then you got the people wanting Hypel's head, wanting Milton's head. Folks, we got to calm down here. Mm-hmm. The reason Tennessee was in the slump it was in was because of negative vibes and all that stuff. We can't have negative vibes here. 
You got to be positive all the time. What if we're just negative all the time? Then why should the players give a damn? Why should they give a damn to run through that tee, wear the orange? We got to stay positive for them, okay? Because look, they're already beating themselves up up there in Knoxville. So why can't we be the driving force to help them go and move on? I honestly think that it's the it's the part of the fan base that's overreacting. That's uh. The newer, like the people that jumps from bandwagon to bandwagon, come back to Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee's good again, so I'm going to be a Tennessee fan for this year because I've been an Alabama fan for the past 10 years. Honest. And uh, Hopple, it pisses me off so much to see people like on Twitter and everything this week. Oh, Hopple needs to be fired, stuff like that. Are you stupid? Like, if you say that, you are not a true Tennessee fan and you do not know football for one, because we have been through a lot of shit through all these years, and I, I know on Facebook, I'm sorry to cuss, but... We canceled. It just makes me so mad, like Lane Kiffin, Derek Dooley, Bush Jones, uh, Jamie Pruitt. Look what we've been through, and we get a coach that can pro- that's actually proved what he can do, one Bama, one Florida. Went and beat Clemson last year. Think of that. When's the last time you thought you've even thought Tennessee would even be ranked number one in the nation last year? And here we are this year. He's got the recruits. We got the players. Don't go for his head yet. Now, if he was like six and six or seven and five, then yes. After a couple years, but don't do not do not do that within one game loss against Florida, who's a rivalry game, who anybody can win that game. It's like Alabama playing Auburn. Alabama goes plays Auburn. Alabama may be ranked number one. Auburn may be ranked nothing, and they'll come out and Auburn will win the game. Choo choo! Getting off the rail here, brother. Choo choo! <laughs> It's the duel. Uh, I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on there, Corey. Jamie asked if we got streaming problems. I, I know. Wouldn't be surprised. I appreciate it, Highland, if we are. Uh, let us know if it's back up. I'm, I'm struggling keeping up myself. Uh, what would you do? What would you sacrifice for a national championship? My beautiful hair. I'd shave my head off. That's it? I'd shave. Well, I'd do some other things, but I can't talk about it. We'd get canceled on here. My right nut right down there. Oh, dear God. Corbin, won't you give up the alcohol? Listen, listen, listen. Luke, no, uh, Luke, and to the people listening to us, we already sacrificed so much this team. I said it earlier in the show. We already give our money. We already give our time. We already give our hearts. We already give everything to love this team. I do some pretty shady stuff for a national championship. But like our sign says, I will give my all to Tennessee today, and I do my part every day to keep this positive He's mindset. He's going to give blood, people. Uh, it's still great to be a Tennessee Vol. So, Luke, we already sacrificed everything that we could possibly sacrifice for this team. Corbin, would you give up NASCAR? That's the question. Would you give up going to NASCAR for one whole year for a national championship? Uh, you can't go to it, can't watch it for a whole year. That's a no. I would. I work in NASCAR, so I can't oh, do that. 
Would you give it up? Would you think about it? Would you think about it? Can you feel it, Corbin? Can you feel that question going through your mind and your soul? Come on, Corbin. Nope. Oh, gosh. I'd give my white nut, though. I now have no kids, so. I give up any other sport for a national championship. I I would, too, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Gosh, this this is going to get me criticized. I hope there's not any Osprey fans listening to me right now. Oh, God. (laughs) I'd I'd give back all four of my Osprey championships for one at UT right now. Wayne says uh, he's already had his one leg cut off, but I'm 45 years old. I don't need both anymore. And I'll give a testicle. There you go, sir. I, I have four championship rings at my house from the Ice Bears. I was about thought you were going to four testicles. <laughs> no, I don't have four testicles. Gotcha. All I right. got to keep that thing right. Let us know in the comments who is winning the duel. Um, all right, who's your way too early Super Bowl pick? Way too early Super Bowl pick. Golly. You got to think. Corbin, you go first. San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, hell of a damn team. Hell of a defense, too. And George Kittle. Them 49ers are different, are different this year. You know, I'm just going to go with the safe bet here. I'm just going to say Kansas City Chiefs. It could be the 49ers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl this year. That That's my prediction who it is in the Super Bowl. Chiefs, 49ers. I've had the Chiefs there the whole time. I still like the Chiefs there. Golly. I can't believe I'm going to say this, and this is probably going to cost me this belt right it's now. It's the Broncos, ain't it? It's not the Broncos. It's not Buffalo. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no. The Dallas Cowboys have looked pretty dang good. And if there's no. ever a chance that the Dallas Cowboys make it back, is this the year? Dallas Cowboys actually only won one playoff game since they won the last Super Bowl. I'm not talking about last year. I'm I'm not talking about years past. I'm talking about this year. It's the Cowboys, man. I I, I know it's the Cowboys. When January comes around, we'll see what the Cowboys have. That press got to go down. We already know it. It's coming. It happens every year. Question five. Is the earth... Round or flat? It's round. Are you kidding me? They make globes about that. You learned that in school. How is the earth flat? There's a reason it rotates. There's a reason why it turns daylight to sun. I don't know a lot of things. Look where I got my education at. I don't know a lot, but I do know this. When it is nighttime, it is dark. When it is daytime, it is light. And the reason it does that is because the earth goes round and round. My concern is not if the earth is flat or round. My concern is, does Japan have a moon? Huh? Because how does Japan have a moon when they're on the other side of the earth and we have the sun and the moon out three o'clock in the day at the here same time. at the same time, but we can't have the sun at the same time that the moon's out when it's nighttime right now. So does Japan have a moon? That's my question. Because it's rotating. It. I don't, Spinning. I, don't, I don't care if those flat or not. I just want to know, does Japan have a moon? I think they do. The Earth, it's spinning. Spanky, hate to break it to you, buddy. Earth's flat. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. <laughs> Earth's flat. And, and it's, How is it flat? We're going to get canceled on Facebook because I'm fixing to go some conspiracy theory on you. Just like Corbin said, you see the sun and the moon at the same time at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. What are they seeing on the other half of the Earth? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't hey, know what they're saying. Just, I'm not over there. I just flew to Florida. We were up 30,000 feet in the air, and all you see is flat as far as you could see. Well, look, obviously, you ain't going to go downhill. Go read, it looks flat. Go read the book of Genesis and come back and tell me that the earth is round. Well, you know it's been a while since I've read that, but I have a hard time reading as it is. But look here. They've been astronauts. They, they take pictures. There has been no picture of the Earth ever taken from outer space that has not been CGI altered. Zero. There is zero real pictures of Earth I've outer seen space. plenty of pictures You've seen plenty Earth. of pictures from Earth. You have. Well, you know what? I know how we real. decide this. They're not real. People, send us your damn stars, and we'll get a rocket ship, and we'll go and look at it ourselves. Let's go. And let's use a real camera, not a fisheye lens. It's already ready. No, we, we'll come back and live the tale of the tale. <laughs> I'm ready. We probably won't come back. Corbin just totally dodged that. Hey, hey you, you know, do you know who Warner Von Braun is? Who? Warner Von Braun. You don't have a clue who that is. No. That's Cofield. I'm sorry. Warner Von Braun is the founder of NASA. (laughs) He was also a Nazi scientist of all things, but then we brought him to America. Warner Von Braun, when he died, he was a founder of NASA, put on his gravestone. He was born whatever year, died whatever year. And did he put Psalms 19.1. Psalms 19.1, the Bible verse says, uh, it talks about the heavens and the earth and the firmament is God's handiwork. The firmament is a dome that was built around Earth. Why is that on the founder of NASA's tombstone? Because a dome, it's round. It's in a circle. We're inside it. Anyway. Japan has no moon. Vote for me. I'll get naked at your wedding if you vote for me. <laughs> oh, dear God. Get naked at your Let wedding. Let us know in the comments. I, don't think, I think you're going to hey, do that and, anyway. And the Earth is spinning. Why do we only see half the moon? Why do we never see the backside of it? Is it moon spinning too? Well, maybe the back side is the front side. You know? Die. What, what, what if I, we're spinning at 1,600... Oh, golly. What, what we I... Need, uh, what I... Get off <laughs> what I don't... Hold up. What I don't get is you can go to space, but you can't have cell phone service in like 75% of America. I, hell, I can't get cell phone service on Coal Hill Road. Why do we not go back to the moon? Why do we go back? Where's the moon landing oil, Spanky? Yes, it was real. Buzz Lightyear did that crap, man. <laughs> Whatever his name was. You know, he Buzz Aldrin refused to swear on the Bible that he landed on the moon. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, was it Scott or Lance Armstrong that landed on the moon? <laughs> it was somebody else. Scott Armstrong. No, it wasn't Scott Armstrong. <laughs> I don't know. Leave me. It was let's, Neil. Let's, let's move Neil. on. We're, we're getting go. way go off track for Tennessee football. I knew it would get wild. You couldn't put a wrestling question up there. Oh, I'm sick of hearing y'all go about wrestling. We have a belt, and you don't put a wrestling question on here. This was our conversation on the way home yeah, from the was, ball game because we didn't want to talk about the ball game for a while. Mr. Jones says the Earth is flat and stationary. He's the same guy trying to put Nico in the game. The what kind of opinion does he have? He says the I Earth agree. is seventy percent water. Water, water finds level. Water finds level. That's why it's called sea level, not sea curve. He says water must be contained in a container. The globe model holds no water, literally. Sea level, uh, Earth level, planes fly. Fly Airplanes over a plane. Uh-huh. This guy's looked at the same stuff I have. I, I'm, I'm cutting in and out. Uh, he says the rainbow is arched because it's reflecting off the dome. That's right. 
And Dalton says, hold up, Spur. Spank is not from Coalfield. Easy talking about uh, that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I tried to tell you. I didn't get my education. He's sitting on his Coalfield chair that he that he borrowed, swiped, whatever. He's going to take it back tonight. I'm taking it back. I need the chair because y'all keep giving me that chair over there. Wayne says, how did the F-35 fly 60 miles after the pilot ejected? Huh? We don't we don't know how it flew. It was on an autopilot. Wayne says it says God created the heavens and earth and never specified the shape as flat, circle, or oval or whatever. But he put it on four pillars. Y'all are, I mean, y'all are way above me. I I've never got into this, so I just knew it would be funny. It's just a fun topic to talk about <laughs> argue. Does it really matter to me? Not really. Let's know in the comment who won the duel, Jamie. I know the duel is two people, but we added Spur and we're still calling it the duel. I'm the greatest of all time. <laughs> okay, I, don't, on Facebook. I don't know what to it's, say about that yeah, one. I, it's I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I, the Wi-Fi is messed up. All right, Tennessee versus UTA this coming Saturday, September 23rd. The game will start at 4 p.m. Um, at Neyland Stadium. It will be on SEC Network for TV. As always, you can listen on the Vol Network. The Vol Walk will begin at 145. Highly recommend that. Uh, the Band March will be at 230. The Volunteer Village will be at 1230. Let's get into our keys to the game. Let's start with offense. Confidence. Co Absolute confidence. Line play down the field and don't stop. Got a block. Got a block. That's your keys of the game. That's my offense. Got a block. Just block. This block will win. Yep. I think I said that on the door with my point. Uh, I think we got to get back to basics. We, um, I mean, obviously, it all starts with our offensive line. Got to dominate. I want to see us be aggressive. Uh, I want to see points. I want to see the Josh Hypo offense that we've all fell in love with. Uh, let's get a rhythm going. Let's get some momentum going and carry it into South Carolina. What about defense? Tackle, 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 tackle. tackle. Uh, put pressure on your quarterback. Get got, off of the field. We have to know UTSA is going to throw the ball a lot. That's what they do. I just, like he said, but we gotta we got to play with chemistry and we got to play humble, to be honest with you. Uh, tackle. Don't panic, uh, like especially when we see motion. Billy Napier really uh, capitalized on what Austin P done to us. Uh, it's going to keep coming until we stop it. Linebackers have to continue to get better, um, and we have to get off the field on third down. Got Got to get off the field. Uh, anything else that you want to see? Confidence, and we have to limit our stupid penalties. Yep. Yeah, I want to see the response. I'm anxious to see the response of, of what we do here. And, and, you know, open the playbook up just a little bit. If Joe Milton is our guy, then he has to play. I want to see Nico. I'm afraid if we put Nico in now and he does well, then it only creates more controversy. That's very true. And that will happen if Nico does play. All right. Let us know in the comments what you think. Please vote for who you thought win the duel, Spur, Spanky, or Corbin. See in the comments, in the comments too. Let's know if the Wi-Fi is working correctly, because uh, I've lost everything on Facebook. 
yeah, it's uh, All right, it, we'll it's be in and out right, right here right now. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. Um, Going to pick some five crazy stories, headlines. You all guess which state that this happened in. Then we've got uh, we've got the giveaway. We've got predictions, and then we've got our big boy Spank Alicious over there. That's gonna oh get my gosh! In some ice bath. This is gonna be the highlight of everybody's night here. Get to see what peak male performance look like. Husbands, do not let your wives watch this. They will leave you in a heartbeat, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I like it. I Divorce like it. rate going straight through the roof. With through the baby. roof, baby. Vote for me in the door. I'll get naked. Oh, shut up. We're not talking about we, the door. We're talking about me getting wet on that ice. You don't here. want Spanky getting naked. All right. Man charged with battery for farting on a cop. Man charged with battery for farting on a cop. It must have been a deadly one. You know, Florida, that, Alabama, that, Georgia. After riding home other. with you all, that had to be Josh Jackson in the state of Georgia. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Alabama. Uh, Florida. This happened in West Virginia. Uh, police West Virginia. Jose Cruz for driving with his headlights off. He failed the sobriety test. When Cruz found out he was being arrested, he moved right next to the officer and farted on him. <laughs> he was arrested for, for farting on a cop. Uh, number two, man arrested on charges of unlawful possession of a wild raccoon and no headlamp on a bicycle. Man arrested of charges of unlawful possession of a wild raccoon and no headlamp on a bicycle. I'm going to go Georgia here. Yeah, Georgia sounds about right on that. They have a lot of raccoons down there. Looks like we are off the live stream on YouTube, everybody. Uh, everybody on YouTube. Well, never mind. You're not on YouTube anymore. But tell everybody that was on YouTube, come over here to Facebook, everybody. Well, we're struggling on Facebook. Yeah, Wi-Fi is messing up. Uh, I'll keep it rolling here. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Texas because Bobby Hill on King of the Hill one time had a pet raccoon. Uh, this happened in Moulton, Alabama. Uh, no backstory really here. Just the most Alabama thing ever. Shoot, YouTube comments coming in. Just okay. fine over here. So we're doing good. Okay, something's going on here, everybody. Oh uh, yeah. Thanks, we're, Highland. We're caught in a trap. Whenever Comcast comes, I'll see you later. Uh, man posing as police officer uh, pulls over an off-duty sheriff's deputy. Morgan County, Tennessee. I've seen this video. I, I want to say it was in Florida. It's Florida. Yep, it's Florida. Uh, police impersonators are quite Damn common man. across the U.S., but in this case, one managed to back himself into a corner. A Florida man arrested with impersonating a police officer had been driving around, saw a speedy car, tried to pull it over, but when he finally did, it turned out to be an actual police officer. Oh. 
uh, promptly leading to his arrest. Oh. Yeah, that was on a, that video was on YouTube. Oh. Man arrested over an I eat ASS bumper I sticker. Man arrested over an I eat ASS bumper sticker. You got to spell it for him. Well, I do too. I've actually seen this video too, and he was uh, exonerated of all charges because it's a constitutionally protected free speech. You have seen this? I have seen it, yeah. Okay. I watched the whole video on what it. What state's it in? I do not believe it's in any of our states. I think it's other. I know it's a very nice black pickup truck. Other. Uh, Florida. Uh, yeah, this happened in uh, Columbia County, Florida. Uh, Dylan Webb, 23, was arrested for refusing to remove a sticker on his car that read, I eat uh, booty. Uh, the charges were later dropped after he argued that he's protected by the First Amendment. No buts about it. <laughs> All right, let's get into um, let's get into our predictions, man. Week four predictions. Before we get to them, though, uh, Spur, it's time to draw from the cup of misfortune. Spanky will be taking an ice bath for two minutes. Tell him my record. Uh, very shortly. Record. <coughs> I don't remember it. I don't remember, babe. I I am like eight and two last week, seven and three the week before. And week one, the only games I lost was the high sc- local high school games. Well, we might as well pat you on the back like your mama burping you like a baby. So, if anybody needs any draft games right, help, Spur. let me know. Spurs had bad luck, man. Had bad luck. He's the one making the things. What we got, Spur? No, no, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to donate on this one because I am not watching oh, the Tennessee. No. I am not oh. watching. I am oh. not. I am not watching the Tennessee Florida game three more times. Oh no! <laughs> That's not happening. Oh no! That's not happening. <laughs> what does it say, Spur? Oh, the hot God. chip challenge. <laughs> no! Oh no! So <laughs> donate the money. That's going to have to be thought about. I donate the money because it about sent me to the hospital. Oh God! <laughs> oh. Mm. What are you thinking? We'll, we'll discuss it. Speaking of the money. It, it killed somebody, so Did it really kill my sciences are not the best, yeah. Speaking of money. <laughs> well, we, As a matter of fact, you can't buy them anymore. They pull them off the shelves because of that. We'll have to sign a waiver. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to decline the ice bath here tonight. No, you're not. You ain't declining <laughs> the ice bath. No, hey, he's not. Hey. I, I, I'm cashing in my 25 Hey, get your hands out of there, you county employee. Why you got so many ones in here? Hey, I had hey, I had to go to the, the <laughs> club, man. I'm sorry. Hey, look, he's got his own wallet. Ain't that cute? All right, let's oh. do our predictions, and then All we'll right, do our giveaway. Phone case. Uh, Spur, wow. tell them how the giveaway works. All right, I'm, have, I'm you, post, gonna, have you posted, posted the games? It. I haven't posted All right, after this podcast tonight, uh, if you could catch us live or whenever, uh, Luke will be posting these 10 games on our Facebook page. It'll be on the Vols Deep page only. So we may share it personally, myself or Corbin or Spank or Luke, but comment on the Vols Deep podcast Facebook page only. Your prediction winners of these 10 games, and then we want the overall total points scored for the Tennessee-Texas San Antonio game will be the tiebreaker. Uh, We've had 80, 80 picks the first week, and we had nearly 65 last week, and we had several ties 
And then, unfortunately, one of the persons that guessed last week missed putting a game on there, so I had to disqualify him. And so our leader last week was Leland Griffith. Yep, and we'll get with you, Leland, and uh, we'll get that mailed out to you. All right, so game number one, UTSA at Tennessee. Who you picking? Vols, baby. Tennessee rolls. Tennessee. I got Tennessee as well. So we got four Tennessees. Game two, Auburn at Texas A&M. You know, I'm going with the upset here. I think oh, um, Hugh Freeze, he's going to get somebody this year. And I think it's the Aggies at Texas A&M. I'm going with Auburn. War Eagle. Yeah, I'm going with Spanky on that one. I think Auburn, uh, Texas A&M already went in and lost to Miami, Florida this year. And uh, I, they say Auburn's back. I don't believe they're, like, back yet. I think Auburn will be back, honestly, because they're one of them teams that will always be good. But Auburn over, Auburn over A&M for sure. I take Texas A&M to win. I think it's a huge game for, for Jimbo Fisher. I think if he loses this game, then his whole season snowballs and they're looking for a new coach at A&M next year. So you got A&M. I take A&M. Corbin, you said A&M too? Corbin said Auburn. Oh, okay. I said A&M too. I'm going to roll uh, – man, I'm going to roll Texas A&M. Uh, I don't know. I want to go Auburn really bad. I do but, too, but um, – Really bad, but I think they might get it together. We'll see. I hope not. <laughs> Game three, Ole Miss, Alabama. I want to pick – hotty toddy. I want to pick Ole Miss. I really do. But I will never bet against Alabama, so Crimson Tide. Ole Miss by two touchdowns. This is Lane Kiffin. He smees blood in the water. Uh, Ole Miss will score enough points that Alabama can't keep up. They don't have the offense to do it right now. Great opportunity for Lane Kiffin to beat Alabama. But Saban ain't going to let it happen. Alabama pulls it out. I will add this. Overtime game, too. Alabama scored 13 against South Florida. They're not going to score But they to also didn't miss. play, and I don't understand why Saban is starting the quarterback this week. He didn't even play at all last week. But They have more but, controversy than we've ever thought about having a quarterback. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go Ole Miss. Uh, it's, I don't know. I'm going with it. I don't, go with it, man. Go, go with going it. Going with it. Going with, going with Lane. Game four, Ohio State at Notre Dame. I don't have anything wrote down for this one because I was going to wait till we do it live here. And you know what? I love you, Jesus. Touchdown, I, touchdown, Jesus. I'll go with the Irish. I'm taking Notre Dame because I don't believe in Ohio State right now. Ohio State. And I'm a fan of the wide receiver. Marvin Harrison Jr., though. This one's tough. I really want to go Notre Dame, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. Okay. I want them both to lose if they can. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. It was, it was a tough pick, honestly. It really this was. is a very tough one. Um, we're pretty divided on, on these this week. Good. This is game good. five. games this week. Colorado at Oregon. Corbin, let me see that pen. Go ahead, Spanky. Say it. <laughs> say it, Spanky. Wait, you know what? Well, I'm taking Oregon. You know what? I changed my pick. Earlier in the day, I was thinking, man, with Travis Hunter being out, 
you know, I that's you're just wanting, on the road you're just to draw from and the on the road. But you know what? I believe, and everyone out there, you need to believe too. Believe in the hop. Look, there's a reason that Colorado is the most viewed team out there. And look, everybody can say, yeah, well, the Colorado State about beat them. Well, you know what? It was a rivalry game and tensions were high. I'm going with Colorado here with the upset. You know what, Spanky? Good pick. Uh, Colorado, they're going to come out and win because Oregon is known for losing in big games at home. That's right, Corbin. And Bo, and Bo Nix. He's got to be getting next to like 50 years old by this point. He's got to be like past He's the NFL. He's got a better critic score than half the country. <laughs> but uh, Corbin's, you got, after all that talk about how good his record is, he's about low. Well, you got to, I'm going to say this. They beat Oregon this week. Next week, Colorado loses to USC. No, they don't. No, they don't. And Colorado. Hit uh, his theme music, baby. Come on. No, I'm not, I am not a believer in the hype train. He will, He is going to lose. You, he is going to lose. He's going to lose more than one game, too. He's got a hell of a schedule. He's coming around, Spanky. Last week, he was all negative about him, wasn't he? He is, man. He's, he's starting to believe. Starting. Everybody is starting to believe. That's what everybody's going to do. I'm going to start believing. But I've said on here since the beginning of the of the season, I am not a Bo Nix believer. I'm going Oregon. Uh, yeah, especially with uh, Hunter out. Game six, NFL starts. Uh, Titans at Browns. I'm going to take the Browns. Uh, Deshaun played good. He's played good the first couple games in a way, but he's also played very bad. He's had, had some offensive line problems. I mean, they did lose. Did y'all see the injury? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Dang, um. Same leg. I remember I was at that game in Neyland when he I, – I was there, man. Sitting in Y7. But uh, they lost uh, two or three other players, but they did sign the running back back today that uh, was with the team before. Titans have been struggling very hard the past two years, and uh, they still ain't got it together. They struggled to beat Los Angeles last week, and it was a very, very struggle win for the Titans. And they are not going to go 2-1. and one. They're going to be 1-2. and two. This is a Derrick Henry game. Uh, Deshaun Watson is – Showing that he may not be the quarterback that he once was, Surprise. he took a week, uh, took took a week, Surprise. took a whole year. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's not he's, he's I don't think Deshaun Watson's playing good at all, and he looked terrible this week. Uh, I think Cleveland has some issues. Uh, I hate seeing Nick Chubb go down. He's an elite running back, uh, but I, I like the Titans to pull one out here. Here's the thing about Mike Bray with the Tennessee Titans: they're going to be in every single game. That's the style he plays. This is going to be a grinded out run the ball type game and the Tennessee Titans defense is just good enough to to beat Cleveland. Um to me, I'm gonna go with the Titans as well. Losing Nick Chubb is gonna hurt. Um the Browns, I think they lose one this weekend. Agreed. I got the Titans winning as well. Game seven, Falcons at Lions. Falcons. Mm. Falcons. They're on fire right now. The, the, the NFC oh, South The NFC South is on fire At the moment Three teams at 2-0 Give me Detroit Corbin this is where we're going to separate Because uh, one of you are all picking to get you this week for some reason I've got Detroit Lions winning at home I think Detroit's one of the top five teams In the uh, NFC 
I'm gonna roll with Falcons as well. Yeah. I, I I've went back and forth on this one quite it's a, a bit. It's a good game. It's a really good game. Um, what what sucks is it's a it's a way because them Falcons fans so far still this season has been unreal. You think you was watching like a championships game, Super Bowl game with all the Falcons fans in the stadium with two minutes to go. Game eight, Chargers at Vikings, the battle of the 0-2s. You know, I, I thought this game was pretty uh, cool because um, the Be- Vegas has this as an even, dead center. You don't really – you don't see really? that a whole lot. Dead even. It's a pick em game. Yeah, it's a pick em. Um But for this one, even though it's on the road, but you know what? I still got faith in the Chargers. I think they'll get it done. They're just – they're too athletic. Yeah, they're they're very good. I said earlier Justin Herbert had like 528 yards, no interceptions, and they had scored 58 points in the first two games and still lost both games somehow. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough, honestly. It's a tough game. Uh, uh, side note, while Corbin's going to make his pick, Dalton Roberts, yes, I did see what Dion's mom said oh, pregame, yeah. and I loved it. You know what? I think Cousins in trouble in, in Minnesota if he loses this game. Honestly, I thought he. I think you. I thought he'd been in trouble way sooner than this. But I'm going to LA. That Netflix documentary helped Kirk Cousins. All right, you, you mentioned up the stat about Justin Herbert having 534 yards through two games and being 0 2. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has completed 64 of 88 passes for 708 yards in two games, and he's 0 2. But how many points have they had? Uh, I, I'd had to. I had to go back and look. Let's because see. The Chargers is uh, at an ungodly points advantage. Uh, the Vikings have scored fifty-four points in two games, so they both scored quite a few points. I like the Vikings to win at home. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I don't believe the Chargers believe in their coach. I think they have some issues there. Well, wait, timeout. Can I change my pick real quick? No, you can't. I can't. No. Well, Don Roberts made a good point here. No. Eckler is out. Yep, I know. Didn't even know. Nobody told me. Sorry, don't keep Are, up with it. Yeah. Well, he ain't you, my fantasy. You did say the Chargers coach. Uh, he is on the hot seat at the moment. Uh, it's his play call. Apparently, from what I, from what Pat McAfee said in his show uh, earlier this week, is uh, he may be out before the season's out. Mm-hmm. Same, right. same thing with the Bears coach. I'm gonna roll with the Vikings just for the just for the reason that Dalton just mentioned. Man. But it's it's Could tough. Told me sooner, it's, it's tough. Um, game nine, Patriots at Jets. You know what? This both is, teams so are tough. both teams are going through a lot right now, but the Patriots got the least drama going on with them. I'm going with the Patriots. I, I'm not even sure who the Jets are going to throw out there at quarterback this week. For that reason and that reason only, I will pick the Patriots. I think the Jets had a much better team in defense. But Zach Wilson's hurt too, isn't he? So I don't, I don't know what the Jets are going to do. I ain't heard about Zach Wilson being hurt. Uh, that's the first time I'm hearing about it. So, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take the Patriots. I mean, Mac Jones, he's got the, he's got the talent to get it done. It's just he's got to put the pieces together. And plus, the offensive line for the New York Jets is just got awful at the moment. I've got the Patriots too. That's the first one we've agreed on. That's pretty nice. Uh, game ten, Bills at Commanders. Well, you got the two and old commanders. Uh, I'd call them what I really want to call them, but Facebook censors that more than anything, apparently. So, <sighs> NFC South, so good. I'm gonna take the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. I'm gonna take the Buffalo Bills. Applies by people. 
And Josh Allen better do me good in fantasy this week. Is all I'm going to say. I got the bills. And Stephon Diggs got the bills. I'll, I'll say for the record, I was wrong about Zach Wilson being on the injury report. I don't know where I've seen that at, but apparently I was you mistaken. Can't change his pick now. Can't change my pick. I'm still taking the Patriots in that one. I take the Bills in this one. I think it's another great game. I, there's a lot of good games this week, both in the NFL and college. Do you pick Bills, Corbin? Oh yeah, and Josh Allen better do me a solid on the fantasy and social and social digs. All right, total number of points scored Tennessee versus UTSA? 59. <laughs> you bet 59. All right, Spank's got 59. You know what? No, I'm going to stick to it. 59, I'm sticking right to it. You can always tie. I'm so confident I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to do the yo uh the yo, uh, what's that old shit? Price is right. Price is right. You're going to do it a dollar. Going over. I want one. Give me one. All right. That makes my, my pick easier then. Let's go. I'm going to go 60. 60. No, you already put that down. What you we can't about? pick the same. I wrote 59 down on my paper, but Spank already said it. I'm going to go. You know, I, I need... I'm going to go 51. I think it's going to be like a 40. 41-10 top game. I'm going to go 51 points. All right, Spur. Uh, you ready to do some more pick'ems? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I've enjoyed it, guys. Uh, send your comments, send your picks into the Vols Deep Podcast Facebook page. We're going to post these games here momentarily, and we'll have them on there. So uh, get yours in before kickoff on Saturday. That is, once the games start on Saturday, no more picks will be taken. Well, everybody, that – it, tunes in for it, this week's edition of the Balls Deep Podcast. No, we want to thank is, everybody for. Hey, we're going to bye hit, everybody. We're we're, we're, we're out of here. We're going to hit two commercials. And we're out of here, everybody. Hit, Goodbye. Hitting, t- hitting two commercials, Goodbye. and then you're going to see Big Spank Daddy take an ice bath. Yeah, hey, be you better kid, you man. better get dressed, Spanky. You ain't got much time to get your clothes off. We'll be hey, right hey, back. Hey, 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 give, give him some time to get some clothes off. Oh, hey, by the way, Spanky, you did win the belt. I forgot. Oh, well, there's, there's, some there. posi- there's some positive news. Right uh, yes! 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 Forgot about that. All right, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DM fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DNM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM Fencing. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together. We went to school together. We played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. 
like them on Facebook. That's CND Tire, 865-483-7455. Let me get some of this. <laughs> we starting the timer? Go on down, come on. Get in there, big boy. That timer's starting, ain't it? Not yet. You, you better, I said my damn feet. As soon as your butt hits. Just go for it, big guy. It's supposed to feel good, they say. What they say? <laughs> Time to go. Whew. You got to get going, Spike. We're going to overflow the damn tub. You're fine. Move my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of meat in that tub. Yeah, there is. Buddy. Here, I'll, I'll let some water out. Hey, yeah, yeah, okay. I thought you were gonna turn that thing on. Then you can go a little bit lower in a second. Are you gonna lay down that thing? You just gonna like, <laughs> like lay down. I ain't start the time until you lay down. No, you better start that fucking. <laughs> Come on, baby, get What's down the in there. What's the time at? Forty seconds. Okay. Lay back. I ain't laying back. <laughs> Lay back a little bit, Spike. You gotta get that back feeling good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> you look like you're suffering. Thank <laughs> you, you ain't getting You can't out. get out yet. I ain't getting out. I'm just moving around, man. Lean back a little bit, Spike. Well, I hope you got a heater for my feet. <laughs> uh, you gotta <laughs> even it out. Lay back, baby. I ain't laying back. One more minute. You're doing good, son. You're doing good. How bad is it? Just the feet hurt, really. Well, that's all you got in there, basically. Yeah. yeah get some. Get some. Shut up. Hey. You <laughs> son of a bitch. You're getting closer. This is peak male performance, ladies and gentlemen, right here. I bet your DMs will be full. So. Oh, yeah, they always are. Heck, if I ain't first time been wet around here, hey, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting close. 20 more seconds. 15. Damn, the fork's going to go before the time runs out. Don't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> what we at? Put your put, put your back in there, baby. You actually got 15 seconds left. What? You just said 15. Well, I was trying to like mess with you. Oh my god. Dad. Dad. Giving this old boy a bath. He ain't had one in a month. What are you doing? He's dirty. What is it, Corbin? You have one minute and 52 seconds. 55. 56. <laughs> 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 hey, I saw your help me. 